Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the
a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are a miracle working God. Miracle working God. Your name, your name, your name, your name, your name. I want you to speak about the darkness of the coming eclipse of America that heralds the coming darkness that will not leave her shores. I will dim the light of America and never again will she shine. When the nights have dimmed, I will then send destruction, invasion, bombs, soldiers, militia, famine, flood, fire. I will bring the elements against her and I will turn the nations against her until she is finished. In one hour, in one day, she will be finished.
Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to the God Solar 7 and Time Prophecy Channel. Um, I'm Sister Barbara, and I'm here today with the prophecy that I received yesterday. Um, let's see, yesterday was uh, February 9th, uh, 2024. And thank you, all you guys that left when <laughs> I don't know the date. Thank you. Um, so, um, let's see. You know, let me start with the prayer first because I forget things at the end. So, let's do the prayer of Jabez. Now, today is February 10th, 2024. God the Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, bless me indeed. Expand my territory. Keep evil and the devil away from me and my family. Let your hand be with me always. And please let me cause no one any harm. I hope I said that right. Please don't ever let me cause anyone harm. There we go. <laughs> All right. Now, um, I know either the transcription or something came up in there because I had a couple comments that I said, uh, keep people and the devil away from me. But it's actually evil, E-V-I-L. All right, so there we go. Dear Lord, please uh, send a blessing on everyone listening right now, all your children. Now, these um, these past few, uh, what he calls, uh, prophecies I got were actually uh, encouraging in the fact that we're going home. So I'm going to be in the King James Version Bible with my uh, readers on. Let's see. Um, chapter 14, uh, the book of John, chapter 14, let's start at 1. Let's go 1, 2, 6. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, I love this, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, look at the Holy Spirit, whoa. I go to a place, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Yes, that where I am, there ye may be also. Let me see if there's any more here. All right, that's as far as I'm going to go. All right, so you might want to read that whole chapter if you're not familiar. I want you to speak about the darkness of the coming eclipse of America that heralds the coming darkness that will not leave our shores. I will dim the night over America and never again will she shine. When the nights have dimmed, I will then send destruction, invasion, bombs, soldiers, militia, famine, flood, fire. I will bring the elements against her and I will turn the nations against her until she is finished. In one hour, in one day, she will be finished. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to the God Solar 7 and Time Prophecy Channel. Um, I'm Sister Barbara, and I'm here today with the prophecy that I received yesterday. Um, let's see, yesterday was uh, February 9th, uh, 2024. And thank you, all you guys that left when <laughs> I don't know the date. Thank you. Um, so, um, let's see, you know, let me start with the prayer first because I forget things at the end. So let's do the prayer of Jabez. Now today is February 10th, 2024. God the Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, bless me indeed. Expand my territory. Keep evil and the devil away from me and my family. Let your hand be with me always. And please let me cause no one any harm. 
I hope I said that right. Please don't ever let me cause anyone harm. There we go. <laughs> All right, now, um, I know either the transcription or something came up in there because I had a couple comments that I said, uh, keep people and the devil away from me. But it's actually evil, E-V-I-L. All right, so there we go. Dear Lord, please uh, send a blessing on everyone listening right now, all your children. Now, these um, these past few, uh, what he calls, uh, prophecies I got were actually uh, encouraging in the fact that we're going home. So I'm going to be in the King James Version Bible with my uh, readers on. Let's see. Um, chapter 14, uh, the book of John, chapter 14. Let's start at 1. Let's go 1, 2, 6. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, I love this, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, look at the Holy Spirit. Whoa. I go to a place, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Yes. That where I am, there ye may be also. Let me see if there's any more here. All right, that's as far as I'm going to go. All right, so you might want to read that whole chapter if you're not familiar with what's going on there. Um, now, I'm getting another one after this one, so um, you might want to check in over the next few days. Look at the Holy Spirit. I didn't even say a word, and I have it all over me. All right, here we go. Now, it's in my phone in two pieces. Daughter, comfort my children, my called and chosen. Don't weep. It's the Holy Spirit. I hear your prayers. You know my words and what is written. I keep my promises. Look at this. I keep my promises. I am returning to you. Whoa. I am taking you away. Now listen to this. Away from the evil doers and wicked. Your eyes will not see the abominations as they grow greater. Your eyes will not see the sexual perversion and child murders and child defilements now on public media. Your ears will not hear the blasphemy and foul words that now seem accepted and commonplace spoken by your family, excuse me, family, friends, and media. Yes, I am returning for you, children. Whoa, how about that? That makes my hair stand up. Okay, let me keep going. I am returning for you. That is fabulous. Let me see this. Oh, wait, there's another part in here that I thought I read. Here we go. Wow. I hear your prayers. I hear your I hear you pray as intercessor for those that betrayed and abandoned you. Whoa. I hear you pray for those in prison and ask for mercy for them. The Holy Spirit, I hear you ask for blessings for your enemies. I am returning for you. I am returning for you. Whoa. How's that? That should wake you up. 
So repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read about that in the book of Acts, Acts 2.38. Look at this again. This is like awesome. Alright, so we got this lovely part here. Comfort my children. My promises. I am returning to you. Now, I, here's what I'd like. And this, the, the first part, he says, I am returning to you. The second part, he says, I am returning. Look at the Holy Spirit all over me. I am returning for you. I am returning for you. How's that? Clearly, <laughs> he's returning for us. And we all know what that means. He says straight up in here that his children, his called and chosen, let's, let's see, his called and chosen, uh, won't, don't weep. Uh-uh. Comfort my children, my called and chosen. So this is his children. I keep my promises. I am returning to This is so cool. So we, we will not be seeing, and we, we have been seeing this now, but not, I guess, to the extent that it's going to be. And taking you away from the evildoers and wicked, your eyes will not see the abominations well. This is long. I didn't realize this was so long. Okay, unless your eyes will not see the abominations, your ears will not hear the blasphemy and fall words. Now, I'm seeing myself, um, when I look at some of the headlines on uh, the TV, or not the TV, on the, um, the news, um, and, and I scan over it, I'm like, I'm seeing like foul language um, right in the, um, the, news, the news media. And I, get, I don't know, I watched a few videos on, on something and they were saying, uh, I want to say vulgar or foul things in them. And I, I was like shocked that I heard it on the uh, YouTube. I think it was the YouTube channel. Let me see what else here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see how the country, or I should say society, has deteriorated. I mean, when I was a little girl, like no one said, I, I want to say, some people call them cuss words. I mean, I never heard anybody say that, those bad words. Never. Certainly not my, my parents, nope. Not my grandma or grandpa, nope. I mean, now it's like commonplace. I hear people out, you know, out and about using the, I'm going to say the cuss words. I didn't want to say them, they're so foul. Right, let me see what else do we want to say here. So before I forget what I'm doing, I want to thank and welcome all my new friends and subscribers for being here. Um, you are our family, I'm going to say that. Um, I want to thank everyone uh, for the encouraging comments under the videos. Um, I want to thank everyone that uh, does the, um, the translations in the other languages. Um, uh, thank you everyone that supports the ministry financially so we can help other people. And I got two books in the mail uh, this week. Uh, let's see. I can't wait to read them. <laughs> How about I put it that way? I got two, two more books. Let me see what else am I doing here. I think we pretty much went over most things. Now, um, I know tomorrow is Super Bowl. I don't follow any of that stuff. So I'm hoping we're able to, we want to get a a takeout for lunch, and I hope that it's not all tied up tomorrow when the kids come. I think we got everything. Uh, Prayers. Uh, Now, Brother Dan is in Tennessee. Uh, Say a prayer for him. He's getting, um, uh, seeing a doctor uh, that that does something with the Lyme disease. And I'm not, I'm not exactly what what it is all. If it's a, a natural remedy, um, he called something like I want to say it was like phages, but I'm not I'm not sure positive if that's what it was, some kind of part of it. Um, so he's seeing a doctor there. Um, let's see, I think he's gone about four days now. Um, 
and, and of course the treatment is difficult and, and he was really concerned, you know, if he was going to make it through it. So now, um, so he needs prayer. Um, let's see, my friend Karen, I saw that on there, Karen. You can leave a comment for prayers, uh, prayer requests anywhere under the videos. I always go through all them and if Brother Dan is up to it, he goes through them too. Alright, so what else? Okay, so uh, Karen needs some prayers. Um, Tim still needs some prayers. Uh, Tim's Graham, we're praying for you. Um, let's see, uh, our friend Jean. Um, let's see. I hate when I don't remember. My friend Patty, uh, Patricia, who else? Who else is he? see some uh, prayer requests from? And, and again, I'm going to see this again to my friend James K. If you're out there, I'm praying for you. Please send a, what do you call, a message to me or, you know, send a friend request or whatever that is they do on the uh, messenger thing. So I'm praying for you. Who else do I usually have on my prayer list? That I, I didn't hear from my friend um, uh, Kristen. Kristen with the children. So I want to say hello to you and I hope all is well. I am praying for you. You are on my prayer list. You and your, your husband and your children. Um, who else? I'm trying to think through everybody that I might not have heard from for a little bit. Uh, Bernie, yes, I'm still praying for you. You're on my list. Um, let's see, Rosalie, you're on my list. Um, let's see who else. Alright, so again, uh, leave a comment anywhere and I, I will go back and pray. And now, if you leave a comment on the Facebook pages, now again, like, uh, like and follow on the Facebook pages and YouTube, please um, like and share, please share. They're not doing it. Uh, make sure you hit the notification button, check in when you check on us to make sure you're still subscribed. Now, I've been unsubscribed from some of my things, and I really don't know why or how they do that. I think it's okay. Now, I did mention the other day, which is cute, uh, that I was seeing um, the, the numbers 11, 11, and 7, 11, and yes, I'm still seeing them over the past few days, same thing. Um, keep me in your prayers, too. Um, I'm having, like, a very hard time sleeping and so on. Um, with my mom sick and, you know, my son is here, say a prayer for him, that he, everything goes good for him. Alright, did I miss anything else? Just, we love you guys. Again, make sure you're still subscribed. Um, I hope I said thank you to everything. Yes. Alright, better get going here so I don't run up the, the time and not be able to upload. So have a blessed and safe day. Um, please, um, I hate to say this, um, please stay away from the, um, uh, Super Bowl halftime show is usually always very satanic because that used to be what I used to watch years ago I didn't watch the football game I just checked in to see who, who uh, the singers were if I knew them now I won't even look at anything so God bless you all be safe and again remember to like and share amen hi this is Midnight Cry with Deborah. I want to share um with you today a word that I think will really encourage you and I received this word January 17th 1984 yeah I was on a 30-day fast and on the 17th day I took the whole month of January to fast and I was seeking the Lord about what to do about whether to go to Bible school or not so because I didn't know what to do and I had been asking the Lord to call me on a fast because I knew if God didn't call me on a 30-day fast 
I had done a seven-day fast, a three-day fast. I think at that point I'd done maybe a 10-day fast. And I really was crying out to God with all of my heart to get close, closer than ever to Him. And I almost read the entire Old Testament through during that fast. And this is what happened um, in the middle of the night or... I, I don't remember what time it was. It, it was very early in the morning, and I awakened abruptly. And when I awakened, I heard thunder, and through my closed eyes, I saw the flash of lightning, and it was like shaking my room, my apartment that I was staying in. And I opened my eyes, and to my utter shock, amazement, the storm was inside my room. And I literally fell out of the bed on the floor before God in the fear of God. I realized what was happening was supernatural. And I cried out to God, what are you, what are you saying to me? And words began to just pour into my mind. And I said, oh, Lord, wait. And I had had my Bible and a pen and a paper, a pad of paper there. And, and, and the words stopped the moment that I cried out to God. And it was like turning a faucet off. And the minute I got my pen, it started again. And I started writing just as fast as I could hear the words come into my mind and the voice asked me what do you hear I said I hear thunder the voice continued you're hearing a new sound a noise like you have never heard before you hear the sound of coming judgment I look back at this when I was reading that this this message this morning I thought, we are there. This is where we are. I felt that I should get on here and talk about this again because I feel it's so close. So he went on to say, you hear the sound of coming judgment. You hear the voice of the one who spoke out of Mount Sinai unto the people of God. That was back in the book of Exodus in the wilderness. The voice caused him to tremble with great fear because of their sinfulness before God. Instantly they understood their minuteness before a great and mighty God. To them the voice was terrifying. So they told Moses they did not want to hear it again. All those who did not believe died in the wilderness. Then the Lord began to speak to me very clearly. I have enabled you to hear the voice as thunder, so you will understand it is a warning of an approaching storm that is going to, to burst upon America. This is in 1984. This was the Reagan years. Everything was wonderful. 
when it comes, only those who are hiding in the secret place of the Most High will have no fear. That's the remnant. They will feel no alarm. To them, the storm, the storm that's almost upon us, beloved, the storm will be an assurance of real peace and provision by my hand. Only those in the secret place of the Most High will be safe from harm. That's Psalms 91. A great storm is indeed coming. You will see it. He's talking about me. Wow, I was 32 years old. And he was telling me, you're going to see this. And here I am now getting ready to see the storm that's coming. Wow. A great storm is indeed coming. You will see it just as you have seen and heard it here in your room. And just as it came suddenly without warning, so it will come to America. It will be so astonishing that every nation and every tongue will tremble at what they see and hear. In other words, when it happens to America, the whole world's going to know. And they will hide for the fear of judgment coming to their land as well. Fear not, for those who hide in the cleft of the rock shall stand and not fall. They will see the storm pass by and not be afraid. Can I just tell you that the storm is coming, but the storm is going to pass by. <laughs> they will know their God and give witness to his power and might. The effects of this storm will shine into many hearts and multitudes will repent of their idolatry against me. As the storm passes over, I will hide you with my hand as I hid the Israelites from the death angel and no harm came to their firstborn children. Neither shall it harm you. These are to the ones, the remnant, the ones that are in the secret place, the ones who are in love with the Lord, who are giving him their lives, who have laid down their sins, who have said, I'm done with doing things for myself and are dependent on the Lord. My blood covenant stands with you forever. The storm's not going to harm you. No harm will come to those who will humble themselves and wash their hands clean and have pure hearts. That's taken from Psalms 24. Who is going to ascend in the hill of the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. That means you can't say on one hand that you're having all these visions from God and on the other hand you're committing adultery or you're doing things that have the appearance of evil. We are to avoid the appearance of evil. 
if you're like married to someone else, you don't run around with another man. I can't even imagine that. So that's just an example. There are many people receiving visions and dreams, beloved. That doesn't mean they all come from God. You see, we have the Word of God. And the Word of God, I love to hold this book up. Because anytime I get a dream or a vision, I ask God for, to confirm it from His Word. And I wait upon Him until He does. Because all of us can receive a vision or a dream from the second heaven, which is the enemy's plans. And there are a lot of people who have received visions of the enemy's plans. And they have prophesied horrible things and no recourse. Not even for those of us who love God with all of our hearts. It's just nothing but doom and gloom and judgment. But nothing for the person who's serving the Lord with all their hearts and following in his footsteps. <laughs> These will see the salvation of God. For he is merciful and kind and will demonstrate toward them diverse blessings too numerous to number. They will see miraculous provision as no generation of my servants have ever seen. Wow. That's like during the storm, y'all. Now are the days to wash your garments from the filthiness of the flesh. Those that refuse and think they will be able to stand before me in their uncleanness, without true holiness, without true holiness, no one's going to see the Lord. That means you're walking in the truth. That means if there's something in this word that would convict you of your behavior and you're not doing it, then you're living a lie. I, I'm just telling you, there are many people right now that are living a lie. And the Lord is about to expose those. Why is he exposing them? Because he wants to humiliate them? Well, you know... The Bible does say that pride comes before a fall. The Bible does say if you humble yourself, you will be lifted up. You will not be humbled. But those that are in sin, because of the Lord's mercy, because of his love, he will allow you, if he will give you a space to repent. If you don't repent, then you will be exposed. And the reason he exposes you is because he's loving you and he is wanting you. To come to him. He's wanting you. To hear his voice. And realize. You know none of us. None of us are sinless. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. But that doesn't mean we have to stay that way. Because of the blood of Jesus. That cleanses us from, for us from all sin. And unrighteousness. And that's what he wants to do with his people. That's what he wants to do with the remnant. But he goes on to say. Those that refuse, okay, now are the days to wash your garments from the filthiness of the flesh. Those that refuse and think they will be able to stand before me in uncleanness without true holiness shall be left out of the camp. They shall be caught unawares. The storm shall burst upon them suddenly and they will cry out for deliverance, but I will not hear. They will call, but I will not answer. Understand. This is very important. It is not because I do not care for them 
that I do not answer their cry, but when the storm hits, it will be too late to prepare. Oh, Lord, help all of us. So take heed to yourself. Do not judge others, but judge yourself. Do not compare yourself to anyone, but to your God. For even though this day may be long in coming, isn't that interesting? It's been over 40 years. <laughs> wow. 40 years. God gave this to me in 1984. For even though this day may be long in coming, it is coming as surely as my son. Beware lest you who have been warned of the approaching storm fall and be left out of the camp and therefore are ravaged with the enemies of God like a beast of the field without shelter. Wow. So I have something for all of you who support us financially and support us with your prayers. I'm going to ask you for prayer for someone that is in real need. Ashley Walker has left her husband, Raja. And I'm going to leave it to you to decide what you should do about it and ask you to pray for her. She's in the States. I've recently found out she's been here since September. The interesting thing is the Lord told me back in October to stop supporting her. I even went back then, I think maybe early November, I took down the video where I had talked a great deal about it and had actually spliced in one of her videos with mine because I wanted to encourage everybody to give. And so in that degree, I feel responsible. Um, she states that she is going to be expanding the work. The team is. Raj is not part of that team. I just want you to know that, not at this present time. I'm praying that she will flee back to India. I'm praying that she will awaken to the reality of the man that she is with is not what he has portrayed himself to be. And I want you to cry out to God for her if you feel so inclined. But as of October, we have not been supporting her. There were a couple of people that sent us money and asked us to give part of it to her, and we, we did that. I want you to know that we did give what was asked of us to give. But we have not been able to support her, and it's only been the last two weeks that God has sent people to us to let us know what's really happening. And so I want you to prayerfully consider what God wants you to do about supporting them. None of the money, uh, as far as we can tell, will be going to Raja and helping the ministry there. So um, I want you also, I will put a link below, and she has put out her own 20-minute video exposing herself. I want you to listen to it carefully and uh, don't multitask. Just listen to it and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what to do. Okay. And uh, 
but we will not be supporting this ministry anymore. We want you to know we love you and we appreciate you and thank you so much for your love. There will not be any space below to comment. Um, I won't be answering any comments on this. I love you all and I bless you in the name of the Lord. And I'm sad. I have grieved. I have wept. I have written to her. Michael has communed with Raja on the phone numerous times praying with him. The man is broken hearted. So, um, yeah, we're going to leave it in God's hands. And we know that God's going to have his way to do whatever it is he needs to do. We love you very much. And we pray God's richest blessings on you. Bye for now. Hey, God bless you guys. It's me, Crystal for Jesus, back with another video. So, y'all, today I have a very prophetic dream to share with you all that this sister in Christ sent me. And we all need to pay attention to what God is trying to tell us because he said in the end times that he would pour out his spirit on all flesh and his sons and daughters would prophesy. Amen. So along with having prophets that we've had, that we've read in the, in the Bible, we now have, it says, just his sons and daughters, just all of his children. He is just pouring it out. He's pouring it out now in the end times that we're all going to receive dreams and visions and messages from the Lord. And so she had a really, really prophetic message from God about, you know, the end times that is coming, the rapture, you know, um, like what we need to be doing, what we need to be focused on, which is Jesus and trying to bring with us as many people as possible to heaven. Amen. So I hope you guys will be blessed by this and really listen to this message that she's sharing with us. And thank you so much, sister, for sharing this. And again, this is um, <clears throat> Spirit Channel, I believe is the channel name. And so, yeah, let's go ahead and get right into it. Hi, friends. My name is Sheila. And I had a really impactful dream last night and today is january 25th 2024 this happened last night january 24th and i've written it down so you're going to see me refer to my notes right here because i don't want to forget anything i want to make sure i've got all of this as accurate as possible so in my dream i start in charleston south carolina and the, the city has no it, like deep meaning or importance to me. I've been to the, the town a couple times, or a handful of times, I should say, and um, it, it's not necessarily the place, um, but that's where my dream started. And in this dream, it became really evident that a lot of water, a huge storm is coming, and a big group has already evacuated, has already left because this, this water, this amount of rain, this storm, this calamity is coming. It's approaching quickly. And one group has, has gone and I'm there with the, the remaining people. So on my heart, I knew I needed to go. I needed to, to get out as well. And I was thinking, okay, I, I need to go. So I'm going to start packing um, my bag to go. And as I start packing a bag, it became evident that I needed to go to New Mexico. Why New Mexico? No importance at all. But I needed to go to New Mexico, and I had to walk. 
I had to walk from Charleston, South Carolina, all the way to New Mexico. And in my mind, in my dream, I had no context of how far that was. In my dream, I was thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to walk down the highway, and then I'm going to take a right, and then I'll be in New Mexico. And the people I was with were, were saying, no, this is far. This is far. And so it then hit me how far it was, like, oh, I am going to go on a long journey. It is far to walk from one point all the way, Charleston, South Carolina, to New Mexico. So I'm packing this huge hiking bag, and I'm putting whatever I needed in there. And what came to my heart is the only thing I needed were matches. I needed to find like literally um, matches to strike and I needed to find as many matches and I needed to put them in a Ziploc bag to keep them safe and to get them as much as I could. So in my dream, I am hurrying, trying to find as many as I possibly can and stuff them in this huge hiking bag. And once I have that, I've got my hiking bag ready. I'm putting it on and I put it in front of me here with the, the um, arms of the of the hiking bag right here, and I have an um, umbrella over my head because the storm is coming and it's urgent. We gotta go. And I have to go on this long journey. I've got to walk that far. And in my dream, I knew that there was a purpose as to why I was going to walk on this long journey because I, it was also hit, to, hit my heart that I could have just flown. Why don't you just fly? You can just get on the airplane and fly. And in my dream, I saw a vision of heaven and that it didn't matter necessarily how we got to heaven. It wasn't in what mode did you get there. Yes, you get to be in heaven. It was glorious. But did you bring people with you? How many people were you able to bring to heaven with you? That was the importance that was laid on my heart. So I had to walk. I had to go on this long journey to get people, to get people to come with me. That is why I needed to go on this, on this journey. So as I am putting this backpack on, this umbrella on, I'm ready to go. The urgency is coming. This, this storm is arriving. And I'm putting all of that on. I see the remaining people left in Charleston, and I saw they were, they were still lost. They were, they were still doing drugs. They were still not in this mindset that they needed to go, that they needed to do anything. And I wanted, and I did, I repeated this to them. I wanted them to know in language that I thought that they could hear, and I felt that that was important, of in saying the words that, that I thought were going to meet their hearts. And I said, you will never regret choosing Jesus. You will never regret choosing Jesus. And I remember saying it boldly at least two times, saying it again. You will never regret choosing Jesus. It's a choice. You have a choice. You won't regret it. The storm is coming. The urgency is now. Get your matches. Put them in a Ziploc bag and let's go. Let's go on our journey. Let's get our people. 
So I am putting that on. I've got my umbrella over my head. I've got my backpack. And then I think, oh, I didn't bring my fanny pack with my wallet in it. I've got to go get my wallet. And in my dream was, no. The urgency is now you don't need it. You just need your matches. You just need your matches. No material wealth. I, I remember thinking, any credit card, you don't need anything, no valuables, nothing, nothing. Leave them. Don't look back. Leave them. And go on your journey. Go get people. So I woke up from that dream, that dream right there, and I don't know in my dream, I please pray that I didn't go back to get my, my credit card. Please, Lord, I don't want to go back to get the credit card or anything else, any valuables, they don't matter. I woke up and, of course, completely startled, completely in this moment of like, oh, what just happened on my heart, urgency, and... I woke up, I go to the bathroom in real life, go to the bathroom, come back to bed, because I was in this dream state then, too, of like, I, I'm exhausted, I need to continue resting, it was still the middle of the night, and so I go back to bed, and I have a second dream, I kid you not, this really happened, in my second dream, now I'm in a large open room and in this open dark room that was filled with other people there was there was no emotion there was just darkness and I could feel I could feel the deceiver in the room Satan the devil was in the room and it was right there. It was like you you couldn't hide all of your thoughts, all of your sins, all of your actions, everything that you'd ever done before were known. You couldn't hide. There was nothing to hide from. He knew everything, and he would find you. He was right there. And although I didn't see, like, any specific features of of the devil, it was just a darkness and I couldn't tell if I was either stepping into someone else's sin that I was taking on or these were my own sins that I was stepping into this this physical body that I was in and it didn't matter if I would scream or if I was kicking or anything nothing mattered I couldn't I couldn't get away we were all like trapped in this room and nothing you could do could get you out. And in this darkness, I knew we were, we were all going to hell. I just, I knew. And I felt Satan, the deceiver, coming towards me. It was my time. It was my time to go. And it was just like, okay, I, I'm going. And it was so interesting that in those moments, he was so, like, like slimy and could also know exactly what language to use for me to go. And it was almost like he was trying to, like, be polite to other people, not necessarily, like, bump into them, which, like, trying to be, like, you know, like a, a form of 
of kindness, which it wasn't. It was so, like, slick that we were moving straight to this elevator to go to, go to hell. I knew I was going. And it was, it was, like, even, like, to the point that, like, he um, dropped something and it was even, like, that he was being polite about, like, picking it up. It was so slimy about it that it was evident that um, that he was all evil all the time and masking himself with with other like little tactics to get as many people into the room of course and we're all in this elevator and once again all of our sins were exposed every thought every action there was nothing we could do you couldn't get out of it we were going straight to hell and right before the elevator door was closing, I physically in my real body felt a crack and I heard a crack on the side of my head of my teeth literally meeting each other and cracking to the point that I still feel this pain on the whole side of my jaw that my teeth literally were locking and gnashing together. It was horrific. That sound and pain literally woke me up out of my dream once again in complete and utter shock and fear and a moment of Jesus. Please. Please. Please let me not forget this dream. I knew it was a dream. I knew it was so important that I needed to write it down. That I needed to repeat. You will never regret choosing Jesus. Friends, the storm is coming. The time is near. Get as many people with you to go. The deceiver is around. He knows all of our thoughts. He knows all of our sins. He knows all of our actions. Please go. Please go as quickly as you can. Bring your matches, which in my heart I know is the light. Bring your light. That's all you need. You don't need your credit card. It doesn't matter. You don't need your wealth, your anything else. You need your matches because the deceiver is around and he's roaring and he's looming and he's watching and he's waiting for you. But Jesus is also right there. Please, friends, if you heard anything, if this blessed any one of you, please, please, the time is now. I love you. Bless. Whoa. Okay, my sis. Like that was uh thank you so much for sharing this with me. I'm really appreciate it. And this means a lot to me and it really it, it just brings it home, you know, like in the first part of your dream where you you said that you could just fly. You could just flew out of here. We, but you could just, you said the first half, the first group had already left, right? So it's it's like, it's literally like a rapture scenario where the first group left, the first group 
flew, you know, the first group is gone and went in the rapture. And the remaining Christians on the, the the Christians that remain, the ones that were not right with God, the ones that were not ready, right? The ones that looked back and stopped focusing on Jesus, you know, you're experiencing that. And because God's, he's, you know, he's always showing about hell. He's always showing about what the dangers that are coming. He's always showing about, okay, look, this is what you need to be careful of you know like heaven is the best thing like like he you know that heaven is good and everything is good up there and but jesus he's always showing about the dangers he's always trying to warn about hell he's always talking about the bad you know that you don't want like he's always warning so that we don't have to be there for that you know and he shows us what it's like to be in that, you know, and the fact of like that first group left and you're here and you need to make it to heaven, right? You need to make it to New Mexico, which is actually seven states away. If you count, it's seven states uh, to New Mexico, to New Mexico. I was, I was trying to count them, you know, cause you, you kind of come uh, between um, like, if you were to count, just Texas, and there's one that's right above, but I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, New Mexico being the seventh state away, like six to seven states. So that's very, uh, very interesting, my sister, because the Great Tribulation is seven years, and that is a long time, and you know it's a long time, and so your travel, like, okay, that first group left, and now we have to bring as many Christians with us as possible and unbelievers turn to Christ, right? And you're, you have to go through this wilderness time where you need to leave where you were, right? Because Jesus says, don't, don't look back to get anything from your house, right? Uh, the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration, standing in the holy place. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for the pregnant women and the nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. And so you're experiencing like, whoa, okay, this is really far. This is actually going to happen. Like, you know, once the rapture happens, those who were ready went with Jesus. But there is still another way to get to Jesus. And it doesn't matter which way you get to Jesus, right? The end result is make sure that you get with Jesus, right? Make sure that you uh, end up with Jesus. And um, so what a beautiful message, you know, and that the tribulation is seven years, and it's taken, it's going to take, it's going to be a long time and you might die along the way, right? Because you ain't taking anything with you because you have to, you have to flee, you have to leave, you know? And that's very interesting because I know that in my rapture dream and in, in uh, the rapture, like the beginning of the dream, the rapture just happened, you know, like all of a sudden, boom. And we started running south. Like, but if you think about it, south, New Mexico is south for me, because I'm up in Washington. So, but anyways, the devil, he is out to get us. We got to stay focused on Jesus. Amen. And it reminds me, I have, I always have like really weird dreams where I'm like running 
and trying to escape stuff, random things, like could be people, entities, like um, <clears throat> monsters, like it's just a lot of weird stuff. And a lot of times in my dreams, I have that feeling of like, okay, I need to avoid that cellar. I need to avoid that place that leads down because I know what's down there and it'll come up in like different, different parts of my, like in different dreams. It'll just be like, oh no, stay away from that cellar. Stay away from that cellar that goes down, that goes down into the basement, you know, because I know that that's where hell is. And yeah, it's, y'all, hell is real. And Jesus talked about hell so much. He was like, look, if there is anything that is causing you to sin in your life, cut it off. It doesn't matter what it is, right? And Jesus would be telling you to, hey, it's better to cut your hand off if if you're if whatever your hand is doing is causing you to sin. It's better to cut your hand off and enter heaven without an arm, without a hand, than to enter hell with all of your limbs. Like it is literally better. So like if you need to cut off stuff on your computer, you know, you need to delete. If you need to cut people off, you cut them off. If you need to cut, you know, whatever it is, you cut it off because you don't want to go on. My sis, that reminds me, I had, I, I had a dream of the elevator, uh, the elevator going down to hell. I literally had a dream where I was on that. I got on this elevator and there was like, um, blood stains and stuff on the elevator. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We got to get up on the first floor. Don't let it go down to the basement. No, no, no. You know, I was like spamming the first floor button because like I was at, I was on like a, a top floor and I got on and I started, we started going down and I'm like, oh, we, we cannot go. We, this is not, we cannot let this go to the basement because I know it's down there. It's hell. And I started smelling the um, rotten flesh, putrid rotten flesh smell. That's something else that I actually get uh, frequently sometimes in my dreams is I smell rotting, like rot, right? Rot, like rotting flesh and like putrid stink smell especially like um, when I was on the elevator as well and I was spamming that button <laughs> that I wanted to get off on the first floor. We ain't going like, we cannot let this elevator go down to the basement because that's what they were chopping people up and butchering people. And like, you know, all kinds of horrible, horrific things were happening. So um, y'all, I hope that this really is saying something to you, speaking to you, opening your eyes, right? No longer being blind to the truth that Jesus is real, the devil's real, hell is real, and heaven is real. And you're going to one or the other, and the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. So, <clears throat> if you made it to the end of this video, I love you, and I want to see you in heaven with me. So, with that being said, Please leave below in the comments, heaven and hell is real, and Jesus is the only way. Amen. I love you guys, and I hope that this blessed you. Please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Just make sure that you share. That's the most important thing. Please just share. Amen. And I'll see you guys again soon in the next one. Bye.
Good morning, family. I'm excited to be with y'all again today. I have some things I want to share with y'all. You know, I, I've had some um, warnings from the Spirit of the Lord, praying over certain things. You know, I've told you all about a storm coming. And I, and I, I was, I believe it was Tuesday. I'm telling you, I had a major, major, I'm talking, I could feel it from the east. And it was a warning. And the Lord, I'm telling you, if, if you could feel like if the skies was rumbling, you could feel it. He was ticked off about how we were dealing with Israel. And I'm telling you, I felt it was so strong, I felt like it was towards me. And I, I was like, Lord, what did I do? I said, what's, what's going on? What, what happened? You know, because I'm, I'm so sensitive to the, to the Holy Ghost. I know the, the cues to pray. And the Lord said, Brandon, there's things in hidden meetings that are happening right now that you, that, that you, the, the, the public does not know about. And he said, there's decisions being made right now about a two-state solution and things that are being taken place behind closed doors. And he said, son, they're, they're trying to touch my people. And I'm telling you, there's an acceleration happening right now in the spirit. And we need, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I pray about how I say things, you know. We need to be more prayerful as the body right now than ever before. Listening to his voice concerning what's coming. If you are in a major city and you do not have uh, provisions for your family, beans, rice, something, water, a little extra, you're missing it. You need to protect your family with extra, if you can. A bag of rice is 50 cents. Buy it on Amazon, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to hurt to have some canned tuna or some peanut butter and some crackers set aside to be able to take care of yourself in case there's some stuff that happens. I'm trying to warn you. There is a storm coming. You need to hear me. I don't know exactly when to pinpoint this thing, you all. But I'm telling you, a great shaking is about to take place beyond anybody's comprehension. I believe it's 2025. But after some of these decisions, if these things happen with the eclipse that's manifesting in April, I was looking at a map. I was watching a video and she was she had the map out and she had over Portland. Both eclipses went over the one that went over in 2020, I believe it was 2020 or seven years ago, going over Portland. It went out of Portland. It went out and through, through Oklahoma. It went, uh, I believe it was over by uh, South Carolina. It went over South Carolina, over all that area. Now this one's coming up through Texas. There's an X that marks the spot. But if you look at where both of the eclipses left, it goes out of Oregon, Portland, Oregon area. Okay. I've warned you about Portland, Oregon. I've warned you about these areas. I've warned you about the exit, about the new major fault. I had an article, which I'll show my son. I'll probably put it in the description, and you all can look at this. I'll have my son put it in there. Where the United States is talking with Britain to divide and make Palestinian a state, stating that they were going to divide Jerusalem again. There, and, and Britain was even talking even stronger about this, recognizing Palestine as its own uh, thing, 
And this is going to be the two, trying to make the two-state solution happen with Saudi Arabia and the Prince, M MBS. I called them MDS last time, but it's MBS. Uh, and so I'm trying to warn you all. The acceleration of things, just like you said, from Rohashanah to Rohashanah, there's going to be an acceleration of the signs in the heavens, signs in the um, the earth, signs in the um, uh, with the financial. We're seeing it manifest every single day. You can turn on the news and see it. Look at what I told you. I warned you all prophetically. I said, watch the Biden administration administration through the winter time. There would be an uncovering of things. There would be an, a, a revealing of things. An exposing. Look at what happened this week, folks. Biden was, uh, more things happened with this. This is big stuff. They're trying to cover it up. They go, oh, no, let's just push it over here in the corner. We didn't happen. You know, well, no, no, no. He don't, he don't have anything going on with his mind. Is he just coincidence all this happened? No, it's supposed to happen. Because Michelle's coming. I'm telling you, I believe it with all my heart. Now, I could be off. I could miss it. She may not come back. Biden might run the whole thing. I doubt it very seriously. I really believe Michelle's coming with Gavin. Gavin's going to come up as a running mate beside her as, a, as his as the vice president. Coming up beside the president, Michelle Obama. I believe that's what's going to happen. Now, I could be off, but but I don't believe I am. But here we are. We're seeing things kind of, well, he's not he's not able to remember when his son passed away. All these things are being said. But, but we're seeing an unraveling of uh, things that this happening. It was Thursday the Lord warned me. He was, I'm telling you, it, it, it was the most hot I felt, I, felt, I felt him in a long time. I was, I, like I said, I was like, whoa. I knew the Lord was really ticked off at what they were doing to Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of uh, Israel. It's very important that we do this in the body of Christ. And I'm telling you all the storm's coming. Y'all need to pray. Y'all need to be watchful of your surroundings. Watching uh, for, this, for the days are short. Jesus is coming. Now my wife is going to read you a prophecy that we got. And it's very powerful. And I want you to hear this word that she's going to read. Now this is about... Um, uh, uh, attacks against Americans again and, and, and praying for protection. This isn't about fear, okay? There's no fear here. But it is a warning to prepare yourself that you are, are pleading Psalms 91 and Psalms 23 over your life, not being lazy. You have got to know your authority, and you've got to understand who you are in Christ, that you're able to, to stand when the evil comes. The enemy comes as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, and the ones he's not able to devour are the ones that know their covenant and know Psalms 91, Psalms 23, and get those words down in their hearts. Now, here, here's my beautiful wife. She's going to read you all this. The Lord spoke to me again today. Uh, this was August of 2014. Okay, the this Lord, is this is a, the, Lord, the Lord's warning clear back in 2014. Mm -hmm. You see this? The Lord warns so far in advance, okay? He's not trying to catch us off guard. Now go ahead. The Lord spoke to me again today, and he said to warn America again. These Islamic terrorists will only stop when, when they are killed. They have been brainwashed from infancy to do what they are doing. This will force the hand of Israel and even the USA into war. In my opinion, 
the Psalm 83 Obadiah War is on our doorstep now and cannot be held back much longer. The war will change our world. Make no mistake about it. These present Middle East conflict co- conflicts will escalate rapidly if not held back by God's mercy. And we will soon be in a full-scale war. Soon, Israel will attack Iran to destroy their nuclear capabilities. Iran will also strike back. This will also hit us in America, not just the Middle East. There will be terrorism here in America as well, both with both murder and destruction of property. The house of Esau, Edom, will be destroyed by God, as it is written in the prophet Obadiah and other prophets in the scriptures. Damascus will be destroyed very soon, according to Isaiah 17. Obadiah wrote, As they have spoken against Israel, so shall it be done to them. But this will involve much collateral damage, both in Israel and America. We will be shaken to the core in the West, both economically and spiritually. Now, now I want you to, this is so important you all get this. This is what I've been trying to tell you all. So this man heard the exact same thing. So the Lord's speaking to two different prophetic people again. There's more than me. There's a lot of us that are hearing it prophetically, that are are walking the prophetic. Read this again part, baby. But, uh, so this part. uh, About warning the American people. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But this will involve much collateral damage, both in Israel and America. Okay. We will be shaken to the core in the West both economically and spiritually. God must allow this to awaken the church and bring about national repentance in both America and Israel. Okay, pause. So did you hear that? My Ichabod word that I told you all, the Ichabod, people will say it's an Ichabod. People will call this a great Ichabod that's about to take place. But it is not an Ichabod. He said it is a refiner's fire. He's waking up his bride. Now read that sentence again. God must allow this to awaken the church and bring about national repentance in both America and Israel. Okay, so and Ichabod. So this is why I warned you all. So there it is. So he, he, this is another confirmation from what I'm trying to tell you all. It's not judgment. It's a wake up. He's, this is what I warned you all about. He said, true judgment True judgment that's coming would be uh, a separation from God for eternity. That's true judgment. Dying and going to hell, that's true judgment. But a spanking is correction, telling you you're off track, you're going the wrong way, and you're going to go off the bridge, and I'm going to stop you before it's too, too late. This is us. He's trying to say, so all that right there. So go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Okay. Oh, prayer warriors, pray for protection of Israel, especially Tel Aviv. I saw an attempted chemical attack there in a vision today. Okay, now pause. A chemical attack. Whenever you watched my prayer video when I told you all, I saw uh, biological weapons coming out of the mountains of Iran. And I warned you all this. Now, keep going. Pray also for protection in America's major cities. Now God is separating cities and places of refuge where he will supernaturally protect and provide for his people. Make sure that you are exactly where God wants you, dear saints of God. Riots igniting racism will begin in other places than just Missouri when food and water become harder to get. Beloved, wake up. Yeshua is coming for his bride very soon. Here he is warning 
to go get the food. Just like I've tried to tell you all. Food and water are going to be hard to get when this happens and the economic crisis happens. I saw the dollar crashing. I saw it coming to about 50 cents. I told you and warned you about this. I saw food lines for miles long because there was no food at all. Here we are having another uh, warning from another prophetic voice warning people that there's a storm coming. There's a storm coming, an economic storm, a serious event. Something's about to happen. Now, I saw 2025, and I saw the storm coming in 2025. I pray we have a year still of grace. I pray it doesn't happen at all. But I'm telling you all, I'm, I know and I know and I know that this is not going to be averted this time. I just, I, it's very strong. It's very strong. Now, I could be wrong. I was wrong in 2015. I told you all about that. And God spared us, and he gave us more time. Now, I'm telling you all, there's more people hearing it again to prepare and to be, have wisdom and to be listening for his voice on where you're supposed to be in these major cities, okay? So she's going to finish more right here. This is May? Yeah, this was in May of 2015. When Yeshua came to me in November of 1989, he gave me a panoramic vision download of the future. One of the things he told me was, I have given the United States of America and the Western nations 70 years of grace, peace, and prosperity that is unparalleled in all history. This is because of what you did for my people in World War II by defeating Hitler and the Nazi regime. When this 70 years have finished, there will be the final judgments to come upon the earth. I have not been allowed to state this with this clarity and boldness until now. It has been locked in my heart. I have written about it in a, in a veiled way and mentioned it in the past, but now I can openly say the Lord spoke those words to me personally. We just passed the 70th anniversary of the victory of World, World War II. Lord, I have been faithful by your grace to obediently write what you commanded me today. May God have mercy on us all. So the 70 years of that was up in 2015 so we're out of that time frame but it was just an interesting word that stood out to me that she brought and it was, she told me she said brendan i just found this out i wanted to read this to you and 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 she finds these nuggets and she tells me hey b i found this word somebody sent this word to me and we and so people are sending this words i just want to say thank you all um for whoever you get these words like that and you send to they're amazing but i just um i just i just had an urgency because of what I had prayed on Thursday and what the Lord was warning me about, about the two-state solution and hidden meetings, things, thing, uh, secret meetings, things were going on, and, and, and that he was ticked off about it. So I know, I know the pulse of the Spirit pretty, pretty, pretty well after all these years. You know, I'm still learning. I'm working progress. But I'm telling you all, when it comes to intercessory prayer, it was, it was an uh-oh. So I just want you all to be aware we're heading into the eclipse that's taking place in less than two months. Less than two months. And um, my goodness, what are we going to see? How close are we really to the Lord Jesus Christ coming back for his church? Are, are we just months away? Are we just, are we just that, that, that blink? It's not coincidence, y'all. That, that that first eclipse went over that area. The second eclipse went over that area. Just for it to just not have anything happen. 
God's trying to warn his church and to wake up the church. He's trying to wake and warn up the, I mean, he's trying to awaken and warn the world that he's coming. That Jesus is coming. And people are going to get left. And people argue with me in the conversation say, I believe in a once saved, always saved. They want to argue about it. I don't. I believe you can backslide and go to hell. And it's just as easy as people living in a compromising, seeker-friendly life. And they think they can live the way they want to. They can do what they want to. They don't live in holiness. They don't even try. They live like the world. There's no difference between them and the world. They're, they just, just they live like heathens. And they think, well, I got saved. I said the sinner's prayer when I was five at Sunday school, and that's sticking with me the rest of my life. But I live like the world. I sin like the world. I sleep around like an alley cat. I, I drink like, like a, like, and cuss like a sailor. I'm drinking, you know, all the time. I'm, I'm looking at stuff on the Internet or wherever, going to strip clubs. And you think, well, I'm born again. I go to church on Sunday. No, you're going to hell. I'm telling you, you're going to hell. And I'm telling you, you need to repent before your time is too short. Jesus Christ is coming back. And he's not coming back for a whore. He's coming back for a spotless bride. He's coming back for a church that's leaking him with their oil lamps full. If your oil lamp is not full and you're not full of the word and you're not full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to get left. There were five virgins that had their oil lamps full and five that weren't looking and seeking him. They all ran when they heard the bridegroom was coming to go get their stuff and to get ready, but it was too late. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? Is your heart ready? If Jesus was coming tomorrow, would you be one that goes because your lamp's full? Or would you be one that's empty? And you're going, well, I wish I could have, should have, would have. Folks, this is a time to be on fire for Jesus. It's, a, it's time to be serious about our Father's business. Telling people, our loved ones, that Jesus Christ is coming. I'm just trying to warn you all. That's my job as a watchman. To tell you, we are coming into some serious, serious times. And Jesus is coming. I just hope you're ready. But you can be ready today. You can say, Father, forgive me for my sins. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I turn from my, from my wicked ways. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Set me on the right path, Lord. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. That's Jesus. That's in red. I'm just trying to tell you all, if you think that you can live like the world and make the rapture, if you think you can live like the world and, and not live uh, a, a purified lifestyle, you're in trouble. There's a second verse. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. That's why I have my wire feed, y'all. She reads a lot better than me. But I just want to tell you all. You did good. Okay. But I just want to tell you all Jesus is coming. And I have such an urgency. It has been such an intense time of intercessory prayer. And um, where we are right now with the decisions our government's making, with the border, with all of it. And people are in la-la land. They're just like, woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Are you there? Woo-hoo. And you just want to go, wake up, wake up, wake up. We're running out of time. Jesus is coming. 
And uh, that was Matthew seven thirteen. Well, thank you, baby. It's Matthew seven thirteen. She's my she's my helper, man. I I don't know what I do without this woman. Um, I just have such an urgency, y'all. And and you can always tell. I try to. I come on here to to warn you that something big's coming. And um, when I hear these other words that other men of God have given. And, I, and my wife reads into me. I go, whoa, 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 hold on. That's that's so wow, you know. Um, so let's just pray. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that not one of us should perish, that all come to repentance. I thank you, Father, that you've written my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I thank you that my children are all saved. My wife said, we love you. Our lamps are full of oil, Father. As far as we know, we, we seek you every day. We, we abide in you. You said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done. So I'm asking, Father, right now, because we abide in your word, for every single one of these people, that they know you, and that they would have a revelation of who you are in their lives, that not one of them should perish or go to hell. I thank you, Father, that they're living a compromising lifestyle. They stop it, and they turn from their wicked ways, and they come back and repent, and they come back to the fullness of who, who, they're, they're, who they're supposed to be in Christ. Full of love, full of the fire of God, full of the salt, that we are the salt of the earth, and that we are, we are the light, and that, Father, that we would have the wisdom to get our unsaved loved ones saved. That the manifestation of your glory is on our lives. That people see it and they want what we have. That, Father, when we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. That we can cast out devils, raise the dead, and, and, and do all that you said to do in the Great Commission. Father, I thank you, Lord, for healing that belongs to every single one of them. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the deliverance that's on their minds. That, Father, they're free from, from a reprobate mind, a carnal mind. That they get in the word and they renew their mind with the word of God. Knowing who they are in Christ. That they're a king's kid. They're set apart. That Father that we are ready for your soon return. That we're watching and waiting for you daily. In these end times as we watch the fig tree. We watch Jerusalem. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the protection over Jerusalem. We thank you, Lord, for America, that we're always in the right place in the right time. And that, Father, that you'd spare us and you give us more time, Father, to reach the lost. And there's things that, Father, we need to do. You know that, Lord. But I know sometimes, Father, you've got you've to shake people to wake them up. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, whatever your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And I thank you, Father, that there's wisdom on our leadership that you're raising up a, a people that fear you and that they understand who they are. We give you praise and glory for it, Father. We're considering, we consider ourselves blessed because we know you. Thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, and we give you praise. Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial, and you're welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Please always look in the drop-down menu because you can find where the main blog is. The URL is www.the-masters-voice.com. You can always find a small synopsis about what each video you're watching is about. And you're welcome to also use the playlists on the Master's Voice. That will help you navigate 
a lot of material quickly because the material is arranged by theme. And if you simply listen to a few videos in each theme, you might find it easier for you to catch up with where I am. I've stated, uh, I think it was last month that the Lord had given me instructions and told me that there's no need to keep hand-holding because the majority of the messages are not landing. And I will continue to say what he says, despite the fact that there's a very small contingent that's listening. I always tell people to try and occupy the kind of mind that Jesus occupies. Ask the Lord to give you the mind of Christ. When you have the mind of Christ, you will not perceive things according to your own limited fashion, which is thinking that a few of us gathered here means that there's a mighty revival going on. You have to have an eternal perspective. This world is filled with billions of people who do not know these matters, who even if they came to these matters, even if they found this channel tomorrow, these things are not easy to grasp and absorb. And so for us to be ignorant of that fact and think that there's just a little Holy Ghost party going on here, you know, uh, what my pastor used to call just me, my four, and no more, is a very irresponsible way of looking at things because there are millions and millions and millions and billions of souls in the balance, people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, people who have very tilted theology and therefore are in no way prepared to absorb the things that are happening here. So you are thinking of a very large contingent of people, if you're listening to what I'm saying, who are utterly unprepared to receive this and then an even larger contingent of people who have sworn by all means that they will not receive this. And so you're looking at at least two massive populated groups that when these things come to pass, will be throwing their toys, will be paralyzed, and will be taking out a lot of negative emotion on whoever is nearby. And in the case of most Christians, you will be the one that's nearby because you already live with your unbelieving family member. You already live in the contingent of friends that you have who refuse to listen when you share the videos and who refuse to pay attention and who says that God will never speak like this and God could never do these things, which is curious because... Half the things I read here are directly out of the Bible. So clearly God must speak like this because he spoke like this in times past to Jeremiah, for instance, where a lot of the material that I'm sharing comes from. And he spoke like this to Ezekiel. So that means that there is a massive deficit between those people who have passed on, who knew how God sounded, and the new final group that are here who listen to another God, the one I call another Jesus the false head of the false church. So this is one of the older prophecies that I have. This is the one where the Lord revealed for, to me that Russia is actually hidden in America, that they are here on the soil, on the landmass. This prophecy is July 25th, 2015. And it was from this prophecy that I wrote an email and I shared it to many people in 2015 who were close to me. I shared it to about 50 people. The title of the um, the email, the title of the message is called The Fall of America, July 25th, 2015. And the banner scripture is this, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her plagues. Revelation 18 and verse 4. And this is just a command that we find in 
the end times script, the end times outworking, where there was a loud command given to all souls in Mystery Babylon to separate themselves from her. And so the first step of separation will also already be separating yourself from the iniquity of the country, not by disavowing that the country has iniquity, but by setting up a fence, a gate, a royal standard in your life that no matter what America does, whether she transes herself or homosexuals herself, that you are not going to participate in that. You're not going to participate in it by endorsing it. You're not going to participate in it by practicing it. You are going to hear the, the voice of God, no matter what state you may be in right now. And you are going to say, by the power of the Holy Spirit vested in me as a child of God, no matter what lifestyle I am currently carrying on with, I am now about to make my exit out of the perversion, and the sins of Babylon. It doesn't actually mean that I'm going to hold up myself at home and I'm going to cut off all contact with other people. I'm going to delete my phone book. And no, that is not what God calls us. God tells us in the book of Matthew that we are the salt. And we are what all men will have available to taste godliness. He calls us the light of the world. You are the light of the world. He tells us, that no one would light a lamp and then put it under a basket. He says that we are a city on a hill. And so it is problematic when you are a Christian and you are not able to speak about your faith to others. You are not able to give any sensible answers for what you believe. You are not able to have civil conversations with others, at least those who are not so far gone that they're, um, they're just people that you can't talk to. There are some people like that. But to come out of Mystery Babylon, the first step is actually to separate from America's sinful nature in your heart. It doesn't mean that you're not going to tell your boss, I need a cubicle in the basement so that I can remain pure. So many people like, like, are like that. They do not want to mix. They do not want to mingle. They are not even in any fellowship or in any church because they're like, oh, no, they will corrupt me, not knowing that every person carries corruption. And if you are out of fellowship, you will become dull and blunt because iron sharpens iron and one iron by itself sharpens nothing. So that is... Isaiah 13, that is the chapter, that is a chapter of judgment that I am pronouncing from the Lord Jesus Christ against this nation, the United States of America, where I myself live in New York City. This is a judgment chapter because God is in a judgment mode. I know that there are a lot of people out there, I've said this before, there are a lot of people out there producing content, and of course I have no right to stop them, I do not own the internet producing content that is telling Americans that this nation will be great, this nation has her best days ahead of her, this nation is about to enter into a time of growth, glowing, shining, peace, she will be a beacon, she will be this, she will be that. All I have to say on this channel is that the Lord Jesus Christ has said that he will judge this nation. He has said that he will grab her and one grabs a man by the coat by the lapel and that he will drag her down from her pedestal I have dreams and visions on my blog where I saw the Lord Jesus Christ give a command to the Statue of Liberty he spoke with such a thunderous voice and he commanded her to come down from her pedestal and she was weeping and she stepped down from the pedestal and Jesus took out a straight razor 
which is not the razor that we use, you know, with all the protective guards. It's just that old-style mafia Sicilian straight razor that they still use in the old-style barbers. And he shaved her. He cut off all her hair. I saw her hair fall into the harbor, the New York harbor, the bay. And when her hair hit the, the harbor, it turned her locks. Uh, it turned into blood. The water turned into blood. And the Lord shaved her. And then the Lord pointed out to sea. And the Statue of Liberty was weeping because the Lord was sending her away from America. He was consigning her into captivity. And she was crying, but she was so afraid of him that she could not even ask him for mercy or beg him. And she went out to sea. And she did not see the land of America again. So this channel, brothers and sisters, um, I, I don't really publicize my blog. I don't campaign it or I don't campaign the channel. I believe in my heart, at least I believed when I started, that God would bring to this channel who he wanted, that he would draw who he wanted to this channel to hear his words. This is a channel that is sharing the truth. I don't speak anything of my own spirit. I don't have the ability to give myself the dreams that I have, dreams that are so in-depth, dreams that are so detailed, dreams that show a time that none of us can even conceive of and none of us have even reached toward um, right now in 2020. So all I can say is I don't know about America being great again. I only know that I see America occupying positions of defeat. I see her occupying positions of being pulled down, torn down, brought down from her high place, judged, and eventually pretty much devoured by enemies. The fifth scene is something that I just shared in the other video. The Lord said that America will be abandoned. So now I saw a picture and I began to see passports clicking, clicking under that thing, you know, the thing at the airport. There's something there. But I just began to see passports clicking past, you know, click, 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 click. Almost like people, I guess maybe they were representing, maybe the Lord was using the passports, clicking through to show, you know, when people go through that barrier at the train station, you pay and then you click through, click through, click through. And that clicker actually monitors how many people go through the train station in a, in a day. So I saw the passports clicking through and they were all on outward bound journeys. They were all heading out of the United States. And what's more, they were all one-way journeys. So none of these passports were coming back. I saw, um, I would see a page of a passport open, and there would be like a new fresh page. You know, they always want a new fresh page. And then I saw a stamp, and then the person went out, and then the next passport would come a stamp. So I saw that rich and poor people were going back to their countries. I saw people rolling their hand luggage through, and the strange thing here is that nobody looked back. People rolled through customs, and they did not look back. So diplomats, even people with good lives and good jobs here, they left. I saw a lady, I guess the Lord was showing that even the rich will leave. I don't know if this is America's rich, foreign rich, but the Lord has said that many of the rich will deliver themselves from the trials of America by leaving the country early. They will take their wealth, they will assimilate it into different countries, maybe Swiss or wherever they can put it, Sweden, Belgium, places that have safe and stable economies, 
and they will utterly abandon this nation. And when he said that in another prophecy, it was concerning the rich of the United States. But this lady I saw, she had strawberry, strawberry blonde to reddish hair. She was wearing a very expensive fur coat on her shoulders to about knee length. And she was wheeling leather white luggage. She also clicked through. She walked through to the outward bound terminal. She did not look back. She left. So everybody left America, and I saw that it left the United States labor deficient and empty. And God showed that this is the result of her never-ending war on immigrants. This is what she wanted. This is what she will get. The immigrants will flee. Everybody decided that it was time, their time in the United States was up. I saw people even in their kitchen saying, we have to go where it's safe to give the kids a better life. And brothers and sisters, you have to join me in understanding the irony of this. All over the world, for decades and decades, this conversation has been had in many nations, but people were talking about leaving their country to come to America for their children to have a better life. But now I saw people having the same conversation, but about leaving America to go to other places that were better and safer. I saw families sitting at the table, making these decisions, and even when they asked the little ones, what do you think? Do you want to go? The children nodded vigorously, young children and even older children, and said, yes, we want to leave. And I saw that even American families were having this discussion. And then again, I saw many passports leaving. And the Lord brought to my mind that this is how Lot and his family ran away from Sodom and Gomorrah. Judgment was coming. They took their belongings that they could carry, took themselves, and fled. And foreigners likewise will do the same when they decide not to participate in America's shame, hardship, and downfall anymore. Not only will this nation be attacked, it will be fully invaded, it will lose in the invasion, and it will be eventually decimated. One of the things that the Lord said to me is that the citizens of America will flee to the four corners of the earth during the destruction of their nation. But wherever they go, they won't be able to hide. That's what he said. Because they have a distinctive accent and also a distinctive personality pattern that all the other nations in the world recognize. You can always spot an American on holiday. So he said because of their accent and that personality pattern, they will be identified wherever they go. And because they have left such a bloody history behind them, they will not be welcomed or treated pleasantly. These were his exact words. Their speech will announce them everywhere. Just like disobedient Israel long ago, they will be forced to recount the story of their destruction and relive it over and over wherever they go because all who know them will ask them to tell their tale. So Jeremiah 9, 10, and 11, this is what God said will happen to the United States. They will flee to the four corners of the earth. They will dwell in strange lands, and for the rest of their lives, they will weep and cry over the fate of their nation. It will be no more. Babylon will be destroyed. I will uproot it at the base. I will remove it from the register of nations so that it shall never be raised up again. For as long as the survivors live, 
They will remember the sins of their nation and how strongly the Lord judged them for their sin. Nobody will live there anymore. There will no longer be an America. This is the paraphrase of my word. Make sure to say what you have been given. The title of this word is To the Four Corners. So the Lord says, I'm telling you this for it to be recorded as a witness against this nation. I will make America a desolation. I will trample them under my feet and I will scatter them to the four corners of the earth. To the four corners, go. Those who survive will flee in four directions, north, south, east, and west. They will scatter across the world carrying stories of their great fall and judgment. They will be scattered abroad to every nation, and some will receive them and some not. Some nations will give them comfort, but other nations will serve them mockery. They will drink the bitter cup of my anger. They will drain it until it is gone. I will judge this nation to its core, and at last, when it is removed, my anger against them will be satisfied. And the word that the Lord gave me here is, They shall know that I am the Lord when I scatter them among all nations, and I disperse them throughout the countries. But I will spare a few of their men from the sword, from famine, and from pestilence, that they may declare all their abominations. So all their wickedness and everything that they did to cause the Lord to judge them so harshly, they will confess these abominations among the Gentiles wherever they go. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. And this is Ezekiel 12, verses 15 to 16. And so I have shared um, in some of the videos, I can't pinpoint which one, but I have shared that I have seen that after what happened here or before what happened here, during what happened here, there was an exodus from the country. So I think it's in the prophecy ascendancy. In the prophecy ascendancy, the Lord showed me one of the scenes that I saw were passports clicking through the passport clicker as people left the country. And um, one of the first signs of the mass exodus from the United States was foreigners. So people who have lived here for even 30, 40 years, people from the EU and people from other countries, they made the decision, single people, families, um, people who have come here to work they made the decision that they would leave the United States. And many of them left without taking their assets. They left everything here and they simply went. Um, and there were different types of exoduses. So some people left when there was still time and some people left under the great hurry of laws that were passed here. So certain laws will be passed here in the future that will cause a mass exodus of foreigners. They will simply decide that they are not going to live under these kinds of laws and they will leave. America will become extremely repressive and even Americans will ask their kids, do you still want to stay or should we go somewhere else? And the kids will say, we want to leave. This is what I saw. I saw American families deciding to leave their country of birth and they went and they lived abroad but I also saw and I shared that I saw people fleeing so this was when you flee then you're leaving a very pressing difficult situation I saw people fleeing and they came to different nations and some of the nations re received them with love and gave them what they needed but some of the nations received them with mockery they laughed at them and they said oh what happened American why are you here why why is the great American here and some nations actually refused them um, entry 
So they stamped in their passport, no, and they were forced to go back to wherever they had fled from. And God says that he will scatter the Americans across the four faces of the earth so that they can confess their sins. So I saw that in the future they will be forced to recount again and again and again, the survivors, why the nation was destroyed. They will be forced to talk about the many sins that I address on this channel over and over again. And in that way, it will almost be like 9-11. They will be forced to relive the pain. They will be forced to relive being in diaspora, which means being driven away from your home because of difficult circumstances taken, taking place where you come from. The prophecy that I received today, I received very early in the morning um, on December the 6th. So I received it about the 140, 144, 146 mark. I was working on something, and that thing was proving extremely stubborn. So I had come to a pause, and I was just trying to figure out how am I going to work this out, and I was looking for a fix, and I started to hear the Lord say this phrase that I've heard uh, many times before, and the phrase is tsunami in the harbor, tsunami in the harbor. And so I heard this, and I I paused, thinking, will the Lord say anything? He didn't say anything immediately, so I went back to working on the thing. And then I started to hear, there's a whirlwind of judgment coming. There is a whirlwind of judgment coming to the United States. So this prophecy is about the fact that America is going to receive a sudden, a strong, and a destructive judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ. America is going to be judged suddenly by God, and there's going to be natural disasters here, and there's also going to be a very massive war. The title of this prophecy is Tsunami in the Harbor. Thus says the Lord, there is a whirlwind of judgment coming to the United States. The Lord is going to judge you, America. Your hour has come. The people are not watching. Her people are not expecting it. Suddenly, calamity comes. A great war. A war for the ages. America, you will be attacked when you are not expecting it. When you are sleeping. When you think your gates are secure. Sudden destruction will come upon you at the very moment you cry. Peace and safety. You will be uprooted from this earth. The Lord says you will be forgotten and your memory will cease from the earth. You will be erased from before me. Thus saith the Lord. Tsunami warning in the harbor. In the harbor. Ring the alarm for the New York City disaster tsunami in the bay area california shall lie at the bottom of the sea your disasters are at hand a wall of water america i will wash you i will drown you i will wash you clean of your fornications i will purge the evil that lies beneath your false appearance and everyone will see who you are and how hard the Lord judges you. 
New York will be a desolation. The whole state. Don't think you will escape. I will drown New York City until there will be nothing left of it. The postcard city will be destroyed. There is a tidal wave coming to America. I will cover you, America. I will bring you and all your emotional garbage to the bottom of the sea. You corroded the emotions of men. You made them cruel. You made them heartless. You made them lewd and evil, even to the unborn and the very young. You will be drowned at the end of your days. The ending of your existence will be to be written out of history and into oblivion. I will destroy you for the way you destroyed my earth. But the final end I saw is that the shelf beneath the country broke and it sank to the bottom. And as I was watching that vision, the Lord says that the end, end, end of this nation, this is when all the wars have been fought. This is when all the captivities have been captived will be to sink to the bottom of the ocean and be no more. And he said that he will remove Babylon from before his sight forever. So that is why God's anger burns and cannot be put out. And so these things that I was seeing, they were being written down in what is usually my own notebook, but not by me. I saw a hand writing with an iron pen. That's the name of this prophecy, the iron pen. So I was simply watching the prophecies be written, and then I would read what, what had been written. And so I said, oh, Lord, but what is to become of us who are living here? What, what will happen to us? I didn't actually say it in the vision. I said that. And then the pen wrote, you will be driven out to surrounding lands, to all the lands of the earth. You will be removed to the judgment to serve your enemies in foreign lands. You will be scattered to the four corners of the earth. You will be put to the sword. You will be judged by the Lord God Almighty who judges fairly and perfectly in all things. And it is true that God says of himself in Psalm 9 at least that he is the only wise judge. He judges the nations perfectly. So God is the only one who is able to sit in perfect judgment of the nations and say, you have done this and you have done this and the punishment for this and what the Lord, punishment for this will be that. And what God has said to America consistently is that he is the God who gives a whole judgment. That means that he looks at all the crimes. He looks at all the victims. He looks at the length of time that the crimes have been committed against the victims. He looks in the land to see if there are any who practice righteousness. He looks into the leadership to see, has the leadership investigated the crimes? Has the leadership over time? Because I know that people will immediately split in their minds into their parties, and one party will say, well, it's the res. God is looking at the standard of American leadership over time. Has it gotten better? Has it at least maintained a facade of caring about what is good and righteous in the nation? Has it deteriorated? Is it salvageable? Or is it just going to be progressively worse until the end of time? What is to be done 
So God will assess all factors and then he will render, as he says, a fair and a perfect judgment in all things. And the reason that there is so much strong pushback is because people are unable to stand before God's fair and and perfect justice. They feel that if God were truly fair and truly perfect, he would list all the things that are on the America series and the Sin series and still say, but still, I think I can unplug that little drainage and let maybe 15 or 25 years of the most recent sin go down and then the cup will be half full and I will give you guys time to fill it again. He is not like that. The word that the Lord gave me in March is that the cup of the Amorites is full. The Amorites were a particularly wicked and sinful people, a real thorn in God's flesh. And so he judged them very harshly. And he said that the cup of the Amorites, a.k.a. Babylon, a.k.a. the United States of America, is also full. And so, though people want to insist that there should be some reconsideration and we're good people here and not everybody, the judgment is indeed everybody. Iniquity is upon the land. Just because you didn't have the abortion doesn't mean that you don't have prejudices in your heart. And then you say, well, you know, I I don't think so. Just because you don't have prejudices in your heart don't mean you don't have an eye gate problem and you, you may not be on the internet looking at salacious material, but whoever walks by in front of you and your wife, your eyes linger just a little bit too long because you have not made a covenant with the eye gate. And so the whole land lies under the judgment. And this is something that the Lord is constantly bringing to me. Have they never heard of when judgment comes to the land? Why do they not read the word to come into a fuller understanding? In Ezekiel 9, when the judgment came to the land, did the judgment go around and say, well, you know, this class didn't do it? No, the judgment was simply between the righteous and the unrighteous. That was the only standard. That was the only measuring stick. And because it is wrought like that, because it's set up like that, the judgment is out of the hands of men. You can't be judged according to how you feel you should be judged. The only, the only power that you have over judgment is now. It's how you live. It's how you speak. It's what you choose to do with your free time. It's what you do when no one is watching you. That is the only way you affect judgment with what you do now. And then later when judgment comes, you will find out how you did according to the perfect, wise, and fair judgment of God. The next part is called refugees. You will sit in the foreign centers of the world. You will sit in massive processing refugee camps waiting to receive assistance. America, when you run away, you will run away too late and with nothing. You will never believe me until it's too late. And that too is your punishment. To hear the word and call, to hear the word of the Lord and call it a lie, isn't that your snare? Isn't that your trap? Indeed, the Lord sent a lying spirit into them. And it deceived them to think that they were unbeatable. It made them think that they were unconquerable until their gates were burned to ashes and their soldiers lay dead in the streets. The prophecy about soldiers laying dead in the streets is called the mother of seven. You can find that. That's been made into a video and it also is a written prophecy on the blog. I think that is from 2021. And... 
What God is saying here, the prophecy about running to different nations of the world, sitting in the foreign centers of the world, one of those places will definitely be Canada. Another place that people will run for safety is definitely Mexico. And the prophecy about Americans jumping that high border wall, the wall that God said you built that wall and you, you're, you're using it against the Mexicans now to keep them out and you wanted to get it as high as possible. And the Lord said this wall will be a trap for you. This wall will be a difficulty for Americans as they want to flee now away from the types of things that will be happening here because to get little people over that wall, little children, small kids over that kind of several foot high wall that has been built so tightly and along such long areas of the country it will backfire on this country so Mexico will have um, such a place and a processing center a foreign processing center but as he was saying this I just saw a lot of people sitting you know just sitting on the ground there wasn't chairs or anywhere nice to sit it was just a lot of people sitting so shocked and so stressed that most people were not talking and they were just sitting with their knees up to their chest and just holding their knees and talking in small groups and they were waiting a lot of people were waiting in processing centers to see if countries would accept them please understand that not all countries will offer aid to America when she is at her lowest. Not everybody will have a soft heart. Many people will be rejoicing. You will see, I know for sure, the Lord said that the Arabs will be at the apex of their joy when this nation is going through her problems. And so that's what I was seeing people in foreign centers. And what, what I was receiving as I was seeing this picture is that people were waiting with anxiousness to find out if they would be allowed to be processed into that country to at least become an official part of that country, able to get help, able to get resettlement, able to get a place to stay, and things like that. And so there will be massive processing refugee camps of Americans waiting to receive assistance. And God says, here's the problem, that people don't know that a lying spirit has been released into the nation. And that lying spirit, if I had to give it a name, I would tell you that the lying spirit the Lord has allowed to enter America is pride. Pride is the reason that God says you never want to believe him until it's too late. So some people have been watching these prophecies. This is their fourth year. That means that they found me when I started in May 2019, and they have somehow managed to stick with me until now. And yes, if you ask them, do you have a passport? Do you have a single shred of paper that might grant you access to leave the country? They're still sitting with their hands folded because they think that this channel is something to watch not pray about and act upon. And God said, that too is your punishment. Some people hear the word and do nothing with it. Some people hear the word and they angrily reject it. And they, he says, you call it a lie, but that's your trap. So reject the Lord's word, but you don't know that a lying spirit is in you. And the lying spirit of pride, God says, will deceive this, the people of this country until the last minute to think that they can't be beaten. People will think that they can't be beaten by Iran. They can't be touched by Iraq. They can never be revenged upon by Syria. They can never be revenged upon by any of the people that they've gone and fought wars with. They're unconquerable. You see Russia having its conflicts now with Ukraine and Americans are laughing, primarily laughing. Oh, they couldn't take over a toy factory and it's just a bad move on Putin's part. And a lot of things are being said and all those things that are being written everywhere, the Lord is observing those things. This is a people who think that they are unconquerable and God says this deception that 
you cannot be beaten, that America cannot fall, that Babylon will live always. He says it will carry on in the hearts of the people, for that is the trap that is upon them, to keep thinking that way, right until the gates of the nation are burned and soldiers are laying dead in the street. The prophecy, if you want to find out about people going to Mexico, it is called Isaiah 13 and Russia and war. That is what it is called. God says, tell them I have no quarrel with them, the foreigners. I have no quarrel with the foreigner in the land of Babylon. He said, even the visa holders, and this is the same thing he was telling me last night, August 22nd, 2023. He said, even visa holders, whether you are a 10 or 20 year visa holder, the Lord says, you've been here for 10 or 20 years on a green card or something else, a work permit. He says, I have no quarrel with you. He says, you are not innocent because you are fools like Lot who chose Sodom and Gomorrah to live in without knowing what a den of iniquity he had settled in. But I will show you mercy. If you hear my voice, if you know my voice now as I am speaking to you, come out of Babylon and be separate. Come out of her and go home. Otherwise, when I strike the land, you will be struck with her. And you will pay the same price with those who are born of the land. This judgment is for the land of Babylon and her sons and daughters. But whoever will come out of Babylon, hear the word of the Lord and come out from her and be separate. So the first way to come out of Babylon is you that are still listening to songs with filthy lyrics, all the F words that they are using, they're coming out of your mouth. And yet at the same time, you say that you are a child of God, you are a deceived person, and the truth and the light of the Holy Spirit is not active in you. You are still following all the little trendy cats and whoever cats in the music industry. You are still lining up and going to concerts where you can see them putting up two hundred foot holograms of demons and chanting words over the crowd and things like that going to Coachella and things like that still embedded deep in the matrix of a fallen harlot nation if you are any type of Christian whether you are old or young stuck in shadows and lights pretending that you are gods and living like Satan's, God says that's the first level of separation. You must repent of participating in Babylon's sins. This means any of the sins that you have heard me mentioning on this blog for the last four years, repent to the Lord in full, confessing those sins that you may receive, personalized, not American, personalized forgiveness from the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will receive you. And then in that cleansed status, you then begin to look at the second layer of coming out. This is a process. You have lands, you have property, you have family, you have everything. You might have never traveled in your life. You might be full of questions where to go. I cannot answer those things for you. The place I have always told people to go is back to the Lord of the prophecies. God is literally waiting for people in their prayer closets. They prefer to speak to me as if I should offer answers. But the person who sent the word to me, and it has come upon me and now fallen on the nation, those who are listening and those who will receive, he is waiting for you to go back to him. He is waiting to hear your voices. 
in repentance and prayer. And so God says he has no problem. He has no quarrel with foreigners. It's just that the, the foreigners are foolish for coming to a place like Sodom and Gomorrah and sitting here with their eyes open in a den of iniquity when they can see what is happening. But he says you will get mercy. So if you know what his voice sounds like, begin to look to yourselves and see how to find a pathway back to where you came from. The second passage I'm going to read is from Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 3. This is the banner scripture for this message. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger, those who rejoice at my exaltation. And so the Lord is saying here, not that the nation of Russia is perfect. God alone is perfect, and God will not excuse any evil that a country does. But God has often said in these messages that Russia is far more holy and far more righteous and far more moral than the United States. That Russia is a country that practices far more righteousness than the unrighteous, unholy, unstopped, and unstoppable immorality that that is practiced here in America. And he calls them his righteous weapons of war and said that when they are destroying this nation, they are acting righteously. Now in the Bible, when nations depart from the Lord, they are always destroyed from their enemies. This is a tried and tested tenet of Bible prophecy. If you don't know Bible prophecy, you can find it in the middle of the Bible. If you invest the time and read those books, you will understand that God is very much a person of structure and a person who keeps and adheres to his own rules at all times. Any nation that sins is destroyed. It doesn't matter that we are in the age of online TV and online shopping. Nothing has changed since the ancient days. When kingdoms sin, they first slide down in relevance, and then they slide down in power, and then they slide down in influence, and they get soft on the inside because of the sin, the rot that they are carrying on the inside, until eventually they are dismissed in heaven. Once you are dismissed in heaven, you are of no more use to the Lord. You have become salt that is no longer salty. God can no longer use you to carry out righteousness in the earth. And the only end, as Jesus said in the book of Matthew, for salt that is no longer salty is to cast it away so that people can trample it under their feet in the same way. Because America has lost the salt of the gospel that once rang out in her and made her an example to all nations, a bright shining light to all who would know Christ. God has no use for this nation. So even though the nation talks about itself and says we're the best and we're the greatest and we're the biggest and we're the strongest, in heaven the Lord says, depart from me thou unclean, depart from me thou who practice abominable wicked in my sight. Once God is not backing a nation, it will find that here on earth, it will continue to make the wrong move. You can find this in the prophecy ascendancy. God says that America will continue making terrible mistakes in the international space. This is not faux pas where you make perhaps a wrong comment here or there. America will make terrible missteps terrible wrong moves that will see her building up many, many 
enemies. And now we come to what God says. From this time forward, wars are determined. So I saw two things. Not saw as in pictures, but just saw as in impressions God put upon my heart. Russia will greatly expand. From this time forward that we have observed in the international space, Russia is not going to cease growing its influence. Russia is not going to cease expanding. Russia is not going to cease um, walking about to and fro in the earth, building up friends and allies on one side and taking territory for herself. There is a prophecy on the master's voice. I think it's just called Russia. It says Russia in something. But in that prophecy, I saw a voice from heaven call a sleeping bear. And the voice said to the bear, arise and consume much flesh. And the bear had three ribs in its mouth. And this shows that Russia will be part of the end times powerful amalgate beast system, but it will have the right to suck to itself much territory. As the bear in the book of Daniel was told, arise and consume much flesh. Russia will consume much territory. So the Lord says from this time on, wars are determined. And what I saw is not only the expansion, the continued growth and expansion of Russia, but what I saw is that war began to come to America, war in the press, war of words, war in the international space, and eventually physical wars. The Lord said that America will begin to get into international disputes and international spats with her neighbors, with her allies, the people that she thinks are her friends or the people that count themselves America's true friends. And she will also begin to get into skirmishes and shouting matches and public arguments with people who do not like her at all. He says that there will be economic and trade warfare in the United States. And I think the prophecy on the blog is called World Politics America. And in that prophecy, I saw China and Russia climbing up very fast. Remember, I said that I'm integrating the old prophecies with this new one. I saw China and Russia climbing up very fast, up like a metal pole. Each nation had a pole, and they were climbing very fast up their pole, but America kept slipping down her pole, and she was not making much progress. I even saw smaller countries, I think it was the Philippines, or some small country was going up their pole of dominance, going up their pole of um, expansion, going up their pole of development even faster than the United States was. In that prophecy, the nations were playing tennis, but every time America hit the ball, the umpire yelled against her, fault, fault, fault. And she kept making a lot of false starts, and she got very angry because she kept hearing fault. And as she got more and more angry, this, of course, caused her game to get even worse. So the Lord says that wars are determined against America, economic warfare, trade warfare, and even physical wars will come to this nation. He says that America has spread herself too thin, and that will be the reason she will fall. And the Russia and China series was God saying to America that the bitter punishment that you will bear among many bitter punishments will be that your enemies will grow stronger than you. You will first watch them grow in ascendancy, which means to watch them grow in power, to watch them grow in wealth, to watch them grow in influence, and the most bitter stab to America, to watch them grow in popularity. Russia and China will become fetid. 
They will become celebrated. They will become lauded. They will be praised. They will begin to set the trend in the international stage. And America, the Lord says that you will fall into irrelevance. You will go into a slump. You will go into what he calls political madness, which is that a spirit of madness will enter your leaders and they will become fools. I shared in one prophecy that what God said would be is that the leaders of America would be as people facing five choices ranging from best choice, not so bad choice, still okay choice, not really great choice worst possible thing that you could do and after gazing at those five choices or even ten choices the Lord says that the spirit that will move the heart of America's leaders they will pick the worst possible choice and they will consistently make decisions that will destroy this nation and break it down America, you will go into war. This is a guaranteed fact. You will have at least three years of civil war. God is saying, if any can climb into heaven and change his mind, that is the only way that war will not come. God says that people will hate each other in this country in a manner that foreigners will not understand. So that Japanese person working at the office will simply not understand why on earth the people in the office cannot abide one another, why they are always jockeying for a position, trying to get the other person fired, backbiting. They will be there on their little foreign assignment and wondering what on earth is going on. Why is the office culture like this? God says it is the upwelling of the madness that will eventually spill into civil war. And I see Fox News and CNN riding on the back of this rejected bull, whipping this bull to the last of its life. It is as if this 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 um, animal that was a cow now appears as a bull and is being ridden to the end of a cliff, to the end of its life and to the end of a cliff. I see end of a cliff. CNN and Fox News, CNN and Fox News seated on the back of this bull, flogging this animal, flogging this animal. And God says that it will be the media who can be pointed to as the ones that will eventually drive this country into civil war. God says they will magnify every transgression. They will magnify every small thing. They will play it again and again on the news. Any small thing that happens in communities, that happens between different ethnic groups, different racial groups, it happens between the rich and the poor, that happens between the state and the citizens, they will replay it on a loop until people snap and take up arms against one another. I'm seeing my own prophecy on the blog from a few years ago of the two men, the Civil War picture that I found after much hunting of the two men pressed up against one another, of the two different armies that were here in the Civil War, pressed up against one another with hatred about to go bullet for bullet. It's coming. It is certainly coming. God says an intolerance that you know comes from the spirit realm. It cannot come out of man at this level. This is a spiritual intolerance that will make it impossible for people to accept one another.
blood will flow, not only in America, but in other nations. I said before that I saw war breaking out like a rash. War breaking out like a rash. God says there will be international skirmishes. A skirmish is just when two countries maybe have an eruption. It may be with weapons. It may not be. It may be just a day or two or a week or two of violence and then it just dies down. Or it may escalate into full-out war. God says, have you not read the history books? Do you think that war is a joke? Have you ever heard of displacement of persons? God says that if mercy is shown to you, you will not have war. But what you will have is all the problems that go along with war. Displacement of millions of people. The refugee crisis is coming back to public awareness. The refugee crisis is coming back to this world. The refugee crisis is about to break out more than ever before. This will be an international humanitarian crisis on a scale and on a level that nobody is going to be able to cope with. Nobody has that many spare blankets, he's saying. Nobody has that many cans of food. Nobody has the amount of milk that will be needed for children who no longer have parents. This is for all nations. War is coming to the nations. This is difficult. This is very difficult. I do see the red horse that is riding. I do see the red horse. And this thing is dressed almost as if it's a human being in a military uniform, in a military jacket. It's also dressed like a gorilla, like those rebel soldiers, gorilla soldiers. So today it is about Russia, the rise and the power of Russia, the times that are coming involving the nation of Russia, and the fall and eventual breakage and eventual removal of the nation that is known as the United States. I have left navigable shores of the prophetic word. The kinds of things that the Lord is revealing to me now are things whereby you will listen and the Holy Spirit in you will discern who is speaking to you or you will not be able to tolerate the words that are coming forth and that is your own decision. You cast them away, you keep them, you find them interesting and put them in a little cookie jar for later. Whatever listeners do with these words, it is completely up to you. But I know that what God has entrusted to me will come out exactly as he has said. These are the words of the Lord that I received this morning at around 11 a.m. I have commanded my holy ones for my vengeance, for my righteous weapons of war. They are righteous when they destroy you, for you are a nation that loves to do evil. You have not departed evil since I warned you long ago. Now your destruction will come upon you and will not be turned back. From this time forward, Wars are determined. Wars will not stop until the final time of the evil one, where they will be stopped only for a season as a trial and a deception to further the agenda of the beast. Wars are determined upon you, America. Economic and trade warfare, as well as physical wars, will come against you. You are spread too thin. And that will be your downfall. And so the pen said that some will be driven out to surrounding lands, to all the lands of the earth. And there are live prophecies to that effect. 
those with the citizen children, if you are wise, for these are things that I already started to speak to people about in 2015, long before I appeared here, that if you give birth to a child here in the United States and you're just sitting pretty and you don't begin to investigate what that child needs to be able to cross borders, then I hope you're going to cross the border in a canoe or a hot air balloon because these people, weaponized, dressed up military people with the full rights of the state to arrest, detain, and maybe even take life, they will be at every exit and entry point and you're not crossing out if you are a citizen and you do not have alternative papers from your country of origin. And that is one of the ways that people will be driven out to surrounding lands. I've said in previous prophecies that some people will go at their own request. They will. I saw visions where people were asking. Americans were asking their own children. It wasn't only people, foreigners, who decided, you know what, I'm going to leave. God has long been talking about the exodus of foreigners, that they will sniff the changes in the wind very early and start to quit these high-paying jobs and change all their assets into asset things and take with them whatever they can take with them. And then there are other people who will linger and then the times and the pressures will be that you will end up fleeing like that other video I saw where people were just throwing the gold and the silver into SUVs and children documents and they were headed not for the airports, they were headed for the land borders because the government had passed a law that made quite a bit of private property illegal. You couldn't hold it anymore. You couldn't have it anymore. And so people obviously couldn't run with houses. They couldn't run with golf clubs. They ran with small paperwork and they ran with gold and whatever else they had. They ran with what, what money they had and they fled for the borders with their families or by themselves as retirees. That's one way that people will flee into surrounding lands. I have spoken about how the Lord said that in the times to come, in the years to come, South America will not be brown anymore. It will be white because Americans in their millions are going to flee and resettle in those lands. There is another prophecy that if I have time, I will make it, but probably not today. It's called diaspora. And in that prophecy, the Lord was saying that Americans are going to go to the most unheard of destinations. And the Lord was saying that Americans are going to go to Papua New Guinea. He said, Celestial, Americans are going to go to places that if you are looking at holiday destinations and you are looking at retirement spots for them, they would never pick that a hundred out of a hundred. And so he was, he was listing places that Traditionally, you would not even think it, especially in the future times of political tensions and things, you would not even think it's safe for an American to move there. I saw them in Constantinople. I saw them in Istanbul. I saw them in Beirut. And it was a very different type of American that was there. No longer boisterous, no longer noisy, no longer demanding, no longer touristy, very quiet, very humble doing their absolute best to be polite to everyone and assimilate because the times were bitterly different against this nation. And people who had managed to flee with their life and at least some type of funds had learned a very core and pivotal lesson that when God says he will humble you, God will seriously humble you. So the, the message here is, the scripture is, Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, 
and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. And this is Revelation 18, verse 8. So I've always said that in order for you to follow these prophecies, you must be conversant with Revelation 18. The problem for a lot of people is that they staunchly refuse that America is Mystery Babylon. And once you take out this key portion of Scripture, how God is going to judge, the one that he says is a defiled cup that has made all the nations drunk, that's one indictment. A defiled cup that has made all the nations run mad. That is the second indictment. A defiled cup that has defiled all the nations, meaning that they practice the same abominations that they have watched her practice on TV, the same abominations that she has flown to their countries or given them a controlling call from Washington and told them over the years, you must legalize this and you must do this. That defiling cup has defiled the nations. So that is the third indictment. And God says, for that, the plagues of Mystery Babylon will come in the same day. But if you deny that America is Mystery Babylon and you want to pin it on the Roman Catholic Church and you want to pin it on Iraq or the Persian Gulf or wherever it is, then it will be impossible for you to marry these precise prophecies that God is giving to the precise judgments in Revelation 18, because in Revelation 18, it says that Mystery Babylon will be burned so thoroughly that the smoke of her burning will rise to the heavens. And then one of the prophecies God has given me, he has said that America will be bombed so thoroughly and that he will also send a contingent of rocks here that will be on fire and strike the country so bad that the smoke of America will rise until it can be seen from Google Maps. It will be able to be seen by whatever that software is that looks at all the countries from far off and sees them. So there's congruence in what is handled here and what Revelation 18 says. But once you throw Revelation 18 out and says it's not America, then it is very easy for you to then say these prophecies also are not true. And so I said to the Lord, what exactly are you saying, Lord? What do you mean, six men and all that? Please, Lord, what are you saying? And the response I got was for him to flash me an image of soldiers in full commando gear standing on the streets. And I have already shared that this was one of the first visions that I got from the Lord towards the latter half of 2013, that it was either a dream or a vision, I can't remember which, but that I saw Russians in full gear here in the street and they were swarming everywhere and they were killing people indiscriminately. It didn't matter if you were a woman or a child or anything, they were simply cutting people down. And God says that the nations of the world will receive a very crystallized reality when they see how America will fall and they will flee in their millions out of this place without regard for whatever property or riches they leave behind. And I covered those things in 2022 when I said that there's going to be a, a separate diaspora of foreigners, that foreigners are going to realize that signing up for the American dream does not mean signing up to die with America in her problems. And they're going to disengage. They're going to take their skills. They're going to take their assets. They're going to take their savings. They're going to take their availability to do the kind of jobs that America both needs and the kind of jobs that America does not want to do. So this is essential skills in the medical department, manufacturing, wherever else you find a lot of foreigners congregated like IT, for instance. 
and also they're going to leave. They're going to take their wealth, their investments, their children, their everything, and America is going to go into a very real economic slump because once people disengage and they go out with their funds and they go out with their assets, there's going to be a material shift in how the country operates, in who's available to do the work, and we will feel it. So it will be a crystallized reality for other countries, and they will flee from this nation, and God says that's exactly how the nations will abandon America. They will run away without care for whatever valuables they have to leave behind, and taking only their lives they will fill the airports in panic as for the first time, God says, we will see people, we will see the nations of the world, the nations means the different peoples, fleeing from a developed nation as they have done in the past when undeveloped nations undergo a setback or a terrorist threat or sometimes political collapse. So it is very rare that you see people running away from Western nations. There's there's no reason for panic and there's no reason for fear in Western nations. They're stable. They have stable and well-established democracies. They are also the ones that basically set the tone for the whole world. And so people aspire to go into these nations and you very rarely see people coming out. But God says for the first time, we will see people fleeing from a first world country the same way they flee from war or terrorist threats or political collapse in nations that are not considered first world. And Jeremiah 51 and 45 bears this up. The verse that the Lord gave me was, Come out of her midst, my people, each of you, save yourselves from the fierce anger of the Lord. So as you listen to these prophecies, you, you cannot mistake the fact that God is in judgment mode when he says these things, regardless of when they actually come to pass. People are always asking me, well, when is this? And the question I always ask back is, what are you going to do about it if you had a date to put on Google Calendar? What are you going to do about it? The heart behind asking when this is, is usually you just want to know how much time you have either to get ready or how much time you have to continue with the lifestyle that you currently are pursuing, which means that when you hear these prophecies, you are not being moved perhaps in the right direction, which is to go straight to prayer, to go straight to the Holy Spirit, to go straight into deeper relationship with the Father so that you can find out not when they are, but how you are going to traverse and travel these things. I continue with the Lord's words. All the major international news networks will cover the story of the century. Only the foreigners will be able to leave. U.S. citizens will be prevented from leaving. This includes all foreign nationals who have taken oaths of citizenship to America. They will be counted as natural-born citizens as well as all naturalized dwellers who do not currently hold a current passport for their original country. God was even speaking here at the time that banks will not be functional. This is all the way back in 2015, saying that banks will be shut down and they will be giving out very little money at this time. It will turn into a complete martial law search and seizure. And so... The wave will stop where God tells it to, and it will not go any further. The next part is civil war. Civil war is coming, and you will get your fill of the wars that you have so freely exported to others. 
You carried war everywhere, America. You troubled the nations. You killed the peoples. You tore up their borders and you robbed their resources for yourself. You left women wailing and you left children without parents. Therefore, your women will wail louder than them and your children will be on their own. Thus says the Lord, a civil war so brutal that blood runs in the streets, man against woman, boy against girl, child against adults. A wave of madness that can't be contained will descend upon this nation and for three long years, Americans will tear each other as if they all do not share one national anthem and one flag. Three years. This is capital letter emphasis. If prayer is not made, it will be more. More years. War will come and the borders of America will shut such that anyone fleeing on foot will be turned back unless they know their way into the wilderness passes where you can escape into other nations. The government will turn on you. The government will go rogue. The government will be savage. The government will take off the mask, and when the people see who they are, they will break out in revolt, and they will be savagely persecuted by their own government, even to the shedding of blood. So in that prophecy, the Lord um, said that he was going to judge America, and he said he announced it that day, and that was at least two years ago in the early part of 2021, where he said he will no longer receive prayer for America. So if anyone prays for America, the Lord said as far back as 2021 that you are wasting your time, that the option of if my people who are called by my name is not available for America. This is a prophecy that I brought where I said that I saw myself doing online shopping, but every time I was trying to click items in the online store like grace, mercy, forgiveness and put them into my cart I was being prevented and then the Lord said to me daughter look and when I looked at the top of my shopping profile it said America those things were not available for America grace mercy forgiveness I could not click them and put them into America's cart but once I changed the shopping profile and I put in for instance my name I saw that there was an abundance of good things from God that were available for me to put into my cart. And this is a picture of the Lord saying that individuals who are lifting up prayer for individuals, you know that your granddaughter is stubborn. You know that your grown son of 42 years old is a devoted lifetime atheist trans somebody. You know that your son or daughter is teaching evolution at a high school somewhere and corrupting young minds and destroying their ability to believe in God. You lifting up prayer for that person's heart to change and for them to come to repentance. Yes, the Lord will hear it. But the minute you go and stand before him and start this God bless America, make America great again, any of that, it is not going to work. God is not going to be receiving those prayers or paying attention to them at all. And should Americans consider that their word is higher than the prophetic word of the Lord and they think, well, I don't care what she says. The Bible doesn't stop anyone from praying for their land. And you go and do it. The Lord told me that he knows you will do it because you are obstinate as anything and rebellious. And he said to remind you that when he told Moses that they would die in the desert, for refusing to enter Canaan, 
they also said, oh no, we repent. We will now go and enter into the promised land. And they went to do what they were told not to do. And they were slaughtered, a mighty slaughter that day. And that's how they understood that when God says the door is shut, then it is shut. The mother of harlots, fallen great Babylon, will stay that way. And the Lord says that the sin that is on this country, the sin that is upon the land for judgment, will stay in place. He says that the sin is inscribed with a pen of iron. And the scripture for that can be found in Jeremiah chapter 17. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron, with the point of a diamond. It is engraved upon the tablet of their heart and on the horns of their altars. While their children remember their altars and the wooden images by the green trees on the high hills. O my mountain in the field, I will give as plunder your wealth and all your treasures and all your high places of sin that are within your borders. And even you yourself shall let go of your heritage which I gave you. And I will cause you to serve your enemies in the land which you do not know. For you have kindled a fire in my anger which shall burn forever. And I've read this passage on camera many times. And it simply says that the sin of a people can be written so deep that there's no way back. Many people don't study the Bible long enough to know, to understand this biblical principle as God as God has taught us in the word, which is, it's possible to go too far with the Father. It is possible to reach the end of the road. It is possible to cross a boundary where you can't go back. Esau crossed that boundary, and he was no longer allowed to keep or enter back into his inheritance. Pharaoh crossed that boundary. He kept pushing the barriers of grace until he and all his people were destroyed. It is possible to reach the end of God's patience and mercy. And when you do that, there can be found no more forgiveness for your sin. To have your sin written with an iron pen means that it has been hammered so deep. When it is engraved with the point of a diamond, it means that a hard substance like a diamond needs to be used to write that sin down. Because the people are equally as hardened. And it says that it requires a diamond pen to write America's sin upon her heart. Diamonds only write on diamonds. The only thing that you can write on a diamond with, because it is so hard, is another diamond. And so God is saying, the judgment of America will be hard because it will match the hardness of America's heart. And he says that the sin is even written on the horns of the altar. Biblically, the horns of the altar are where Israelites knew to run into the sacred place and hold on to the horns of the altar because it meant that they were begging forgiveness for extremely grievous sins. When you sinned a sin that was above the norm, you could, if you could manage it, run into the sanctuary and grasp onto the horns of the altar. And all the priests knew, and even the king knew, if they brought him news that you were hanging on to the altar's horns, even the king knew that you were begging and pleading for your very life, and sometimes mercy would be granted. But if the Lord says that the sin of a nation has even gone to the altar where mercy is found, and the sin is now in the place where you are supposed to be begging for forgiveness, that truly means that sin has overtaken you and 
even entered into the place of mercy and grace. And there can be found no recourse for those people. In this passage, Jeremiah 17, 1, 2, 4, please read it. The Lord says that the people will be let go from their heritage that he gave them. That means that they will be driven and cast out of the land. Driven means that circumstances will make certain groups of people leave this country. And Americans are counted within that group. We already know since the prophecies that I brought in 2022 and probably even prior to that, that people are leaking out of this country like water out of a leaky bucket. That little trickle right now that is only happening in the wealthy echelons will eventually become a stream and then a gushing river until you will hear in this prophecy, the Lord says that you who linger here too long, you will either be living in a destroyed landscape that has a curse on it, or you will end up in refugee camps in foreign lands because you waited too long to take your leave. Cast out means that you will now be driven out by force. And I will make you serve your enemies in a land that you do not know. This is speaking of a time of captivity where the people in the United States of America will be bounded up into bundles. They will be tied with zip ties, as I have been saying here since 2020, when I first brought the devastating prophecies of slavery that the Lord said will come back to America for the slavery that America did in the beginning of her rule of establishing herself and also for the many sins such as sexual immorality. The Lord says that people in America hate to dress properly. They hate to wear clothes. They hate to present themselves in a righteous and a modern fashion. They, he said that Americans don't only sell sex. They themselves have become the sex. And for instance, you can see the multiple sex online portals now where young children have access to sell their bodies as visual prostitutes simply by using the telephonic devices that they have and a Wi-Fi connection. And so all of those things, the phrase I have been saying here since the year 2020 is you will be naked in front of who you don't want to be naked. Russian and Chinese will bind people up in processing centers and they will take them away from here on ships in a ironic replay of the slavery of the past. We looked at secret sins. We looked at very depraved practices that happened here in America. And when that series finally came to an end, the Lord then directed me to start the sin series, which of course should be easy to understand what it is. God is reading out to America through me, Celestial, the various charges that he has to bring against this nation. So this particular series has more of a kind of courtroom tone. And the reason it has a courtroom tone is because before a person can be judged, that person must be tried. And in the process of being tried, all the evidence against you must be read. And so the sin series is, I guess, particularly graphic because in it, God is exposing secret predilections and secret things that happen here in America, some of them very well known and some of them not known at all. So we have looked at things like 
child sacrifice, human sacrifice, secret types of murders. We have looked at the fact that blood is regularly spilled here on open altars, such as the murder rate in the United States, such as the abortion rate in the United States. But we've also looked at secret killing and human sacrifice that takes here, things that people actually deny. Many people in the United States continue to deny that human sacrifice takes place here, but the Lord has exposed in many, many prophecies on the master's voice that human sacrifice is in fact a very sick kind of battery that America operates on. So human sacrifice is where people are snatched, taken, stolen away from their homes, and they are routinely tortured. They are almost always sexually molested from children to adults until their spirits and souls are almost at the point of physical expiry, meaning death. And then they are put to death in very, very graphic and clear satanic rituals that the Lord has revealed to me and that I've openly shared on this platform. I understand that the master's voice is not a prophetic channel that is easy to stomach, but at the same time, God is tired of bearing the knowledge of these things alone. God is also tired of so many of his people who form the end times church being absolutely and totally uninformed about the things that actually take place here, not only in this nation, but around the world. Many of the things that the Lord is exposing on this channel are international sins, global sins. However, the reason that America is being given pride of place is because America is the favored son. America is the greatest and the most powerful of the nations. At least she was. She is already in decline. You can try to deny it, but these are the words of the Lord that I am given to speak. And so I speak them with absolutely no fluff and pretense so that it can be known. America is in her period of decline, her swan song, as I have said in one of these prophetic words. And therefore, all that remains is to basically watch the elevator of this nation gradually go down, down, down until she comes to the place where God says she will be too weak to even fight off a child and she will be eventually destroyed and removed from the register of nations altogether. So God says that people will be numbered by their father's houses. And so a lot of people are going to start moving, led by this internal tug to go to places that they may not even know anything about because they grew up somewhere else or they were born somewhere else. And he says the only tie that these people will have with that place that suddenly starts calling them back is this thing called ancestry. And that's why it's the name of today's prophecy. He said, people who have had all their education, they have given birth to all their children, they have built up their entire life network, their social network, their friends, they've opened businesses, they've done everything their whole lives in one country. God says that people will suddenly wake up one day and want to go home for no reason at all. He says they may not even know anybody back in this home. So you may have been from one country you may be Mexican and your parents have been here for six generations and you guys hardly ever go back to Mexico for any festivals or anything. And all, maybe the grandmother and everybody else moved here to America, naturalized six generations here. 
So you don't really have ties at home. And God says that whether you have anything stored up at home, whether you have family ties back there, whether you guys have home property back there or not, meaning that you have nothing tangible tying you back there, he says that this urge to go back, it will eat at people. And it's because God is calling you there. Because you need to be there. And one thing that came through in the prayer call, hear this, is that when God was saying in those migration prophecies that war in America will be one of the catalysts that drives people out of here, and he was speaking especially to Africans, he was speaking especially to South Americans, two of the biggest groups that migrate here, God was saying to this group of people that live in the islands, especially Haitians. Haitian is the nationality that he mentioned, and he said, Haitians, let me tell you something. I will save your lives by driving you out of this country before the war. God was saying that things will start to happen to Haitian Americans, such as your favorite, favorite, favorite uncle or your parents who refuse to move here or your grandmother. He said they're going to suddenly take sick. It's going to be the kind of sickness that will hit your mom or hit your dad, that everyone will begin to quiver and think, we're about to lose mom. We're about to lose dad. We, we have to go back. We can't stay here. We can't sit here saying that, oh, we're working and whatever, and our mom is home. He said it will be the kind of sickness whereby you cannot give your mother to an auntie. Your mother will begin to feel like she needs your care, you the child. And he says that eventually you will wrap up your life here in America and you will go home. And when you go home, then your mom's going to get better. He said he will do it. He said, I will drive them from here. I will drive them from these shores to save their lives. So don't be surprised if that starts happening to you if you're from Jamaica, you're from Puerto Rico, you're from Mexico, you're from Ghana, wherever you are. The Lord said that by his own contrivance. Contrivance means when somebody is working with a method that does not require your input. Everyone who has small children knows that you need contrivances to put them to bed because they always suddenly need to use the bathroom. They need extra water. They suddenly want to understand why the sun is hot at bedtime. So parents need contrivances to put these little ones to bed. And in the same way, God says that he will use contrivances to make people who would never leave America on their own leave America Now, God says that some people will start to feel that they're being called home like a need, that they need to be there. And, of course, this may be challenging for people because a lot of people may not have the kind of money that just factors in moving completely to another country, you know. But as with all major life decisions, when you begin to feel this pull, when you begin to feel this fall, this call, remember every step in life, every decision begins on your knees. It does not start by hearing prophecy on the Internet. This is not your starting point. When you hear the word of the Lord coming forth without thinking about it, the next step is to go to the Lord of the word to begin to break it down in his presence. Prayer is like a woman making bread. You put the oil of prayer into your hands and then you begin to work on this situation, kneading it through, squeezing it through until the answer comes forth from the Lord. It's not supposed to be an answer that comes forth from you. You are putting in the effort to pray and then the answer, the result comes from God. And as I was seeing in this series of visions that God was showing me back then, attention was drawn to something called the citizen child. So God was telling me today, Celestial, the citizen child is um, 
an age-old phenomenon that happens in countries that have a lot of immigrants coming in that have a mixed pot of people living in the country, people from all over the world, they will come to a country and live there. And then the next thing is obviously people are falling in love, the foreigners are falling in love with the citizens of the country, and then they, they set up homes or, you know, they marry or they don't marry, and then they give birth to children of mixed descent. And in a country like America, if the mother, excuse me, please, if the mother or the father is the citizen, then obviously the child that is born in that marriage is a citizen, and that is basically what God calls the citizen child. But in in the prophecy where I saw, and if you go back to the prayer call, you will see it. I was saying, God, why do I see so many people running before my eyes? I see people fleeing from the United States. I see them fleeing on foot. I see them fleeing in very difficult circumstances. I see that these are foreigners who do not want to have anything to do with the destruction of America as she tumbles into this very bloody and nonsensical war. But way back then when God showed me this, I shared that I wrote an email to about 50 people and almost none of them got back to me. That was their stance at that time. And one of the things that I mentioned, because this is what I saw, is I saw what became of the citizen child. So this word from the Lord today is to you who are of foreign descent, and you are the father, you are the mother of a citizen child. I saw that when America went through whatever she went through, the country became highly militarized like that. So it went from, oh, I'm in New York and I'm just going to go to New Jersey for the afternoon to see family and drive back through the Lincoln Tunnel. It was not like that. The borders became militarized and states were almost instantly cordoned off. One of the things I saw is that, for instance, if you live on Staten Island here in New York City, you could not get out. The Verrazano and the Brooklyn were shut off with soldiers, and these soldiers were like this, turn back, turn back, and you had to go back. So people who were across the water were automatically stuck there. Even people who are in Brooklyn were being blocked on the main arteries of the country from getting out to go to other states, and it became locked down pretty fast. But the dangerous thing I saw was happening at airports. I Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.